0: Hi, this is Dennis Kitchen. I've been in this business forever. I'm ready to talk about it in 11 o'clock comics.
1: You've been practicing.
2: Really? Because I was just... I didn't... Nah, you sound fired up. That's good. This is good. Uh, all right. Okay. No, I mean, because I got jetted. some pretty cool news today. But yeah, I'm just. We did. Um, I'm, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk later. Uh, but we just for the
0: record no. for the record yeah. i hate yeah. shit like that i absolutely hate shit like that when you say because hey for i, you guys. You I just, know you just
2: wanted to get right into it i mean we you the us. No, I like,
0: should have told Netflix shows
2: i should have told you guys before this now i gotta wait we started with the netflix shows and we were ready it's already a few minutes no. after nine. i thought I need, no so we'll don't worry i, I need instagram nine o'clock on the
0: dot so we have a couple minutes seriously what is well, going yeah, on jason's like, here on time so my goodness what's the matter You're here on time. That's a Oh, I know.
2: I'm excited.
1: I am excited. I read a shit ton of comics. I miss you guys. And it was a shitty week in the markets. And uh, I'm looking forward to a nice long episode. Uh, Me too. As
0: am I. I read a ton of stuff. I don't know if we'll get to talk about it all, but I think some of it's
1: you've read. Dap has definitely read some. So we're good. And there's, yeah, there's a couple things I think you haven't guys read. You guys haven't read yet that I'm going to implore you to as well. Hmm. Okay, that's a a good look, I like
0: that look, and I hope you like our look, because this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 568, Feeling Great, and I am Vince
2: B. Oof, you're feeling great, you're looking great. Oh boy. I am. Stop. (laughs) David A. Price. Sexy man. Indeed you
1: are, and until those meddling kids figured me out, I was Future Monster, otherwise known as Simon Grady. Because I have the Ohatmu right here in front of me to tell me that's who it is.
0: its is. You're not Simon <laughs> Grady or Future Monster. You're Jason Wood, everybody. Why don't, you, why don't you tell them to what that was a reference?
1: Well, Simon Grady, a.k.a. Future Monster, was the first villain in the first episode of Scooby-Doo cartoon. And you have the Ohatmu. I do. I do. I have the Scooby-Doo encyclopedia, which... I pre-ordered from, uh, I believe it was in the books section of previews a few months back. Forgot all about it. It's by Capstone Publishing. Uh, so not a comic per se, but comic-esque. And it's fantastic. It's a, it's a, the size of like a treasury edition, I'd say. Wow. And it chronicles, it gives you a little history of the Scooby-Doo. Uh, that it was uh, started in 1969. And the original series ran from 1969 to 1991, making it one of the longest-running cartoons in TV history. Now, there have been many iterations of Scooby-Doo since then, but this is the the main, the first version. And this book celebrates that. It gives you, um, like you said, it's an ohatmo basically. It gives you uh, two-page bios of all the main characters. It then gives you a sweet um, multi-page look at the Mystery Machine, including... Um, one of those, like where they, they cut, you know, they like the cutaway, where, th- where they do like the technical drawing of what's inside of it, um, which is pretty neat. Then they give you, uh, Ohatmu entries on all of Scooby Doo's extended family, including, of course, Scrappy Doo, mm. Scooby Dumb, Yabba Doo <laughs> and Dusty, Scooby D. You get the entire Scooby Doo family tree. <laughs> then you get his friends, including Dino Mutton Blue Falcon, Speed Buggy, um, <laughs> Vince, I, I would imagine, because you're, you're, you're a little older than me, yeah. did you ever watch The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo? I did, yes. So, Vincent Van, Vince Van Gogh, a.k.a. Vincent Price. Yes. So, you get Vincent Van Gogh, Flim Flam, <laughs> you get Weird and Bogle, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Batman and Robin. Then you get the Scooby and Shaggy's Top 10 Eats. Number one, anyone take a guess what the number one eat is? Anyone? I don't know. Pizza.
2: No, Scooby
0: Snacks. Scooby Snacks. Well, duh. That's the dog. That's not Shaggy. No, Shaggy oh, he eats too. too. Shaggy
2: too, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Pizza's number five. Can Perfect. you just say Scooby Dumb again? Scooby Dumb. <laughs> uh, and then you get to what I think is the most impressive part of the book, the bulk of the book. They give you, in chronological order, files and pictures and Ohatmo entries on every villain that they ever stopped in all of the episodes. Which That's is awesome. Just, it's just amazing. It, it really is. is it, as as someone who grew up watching Scooby-Doo and, and considers it one of the best cartoons of all time, this is an absolute treat. So uh, I know a lot of people that listen to the show are also children of the, the late 70s and early 80s. If you are, I would implore you to go to Amazon or uh, – I, I say Amazon because I don't think uh, InStock has this, but go to Amazon or go to mycapstone.com. Uh, and uh, peep it. It's freaking awesome. It is absolutely awesome. It's never leaving my my comic room. It's going to be on the shelf forever. Forever is a mighty long time. Uh, forever. I'm putting in my will that if the kids ever get rid of this, they lose their money. Love it. Oh, Could
0: the kids be switched with someone else? Should they fail to? Because uh, I, I know someone who would slip in there. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And you know who uh, is the most awesome deliverer of comic books and assorted bric-a-brac from the previous catalog? Discount yes. Comic Book Service. Exactly. Uh, Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door for a mere fraction of what all the other guys are paying. Now, the specials are up, and they are many, but I have selected four. Yes, not three, four, because you got a two for for DC. You can get uh, caught up on the Juggernaut that is Metal. Metal seems to be everywhere in the DC universe and you can get caught up very inexpensively with DC's Dark Days: The Road to Metal trade paperback and The Dark Knights: Metal trade, both of which are offered for half their regular cover prices of 19.99 so you can get two for the price of one and get all caught up. It's about 500 pages of stuff. And you'll pretty much be relatively up to snuff on the DC Universe. Not right. only the not only the back corner, many corners. Um from Marvel, we have the Deadpool, Scotty Young, Trade Paperback, Volume One, Merck Hard for Money, Scotty Young, Nick Klein, Scott Hepburn, you need this, you know it. Uh collects Deadpool one to six. It is a parental advisory title, so be aware. Don't buy it for the kids if they are not of age. And uh 1799 cover price. But you, Mr. and Mrs. Smarty Pants, can have it for eight ninety nine. That's 50% off. And last but not least, a uh, bloody stinking dagger to my heart because I love this so much. Tim Seeley, Rafa Lobosco, Hackslash versus Chaos, number one from Dynamite. $3.99 cover price. You got your Evil Ernie, Chastity, The Chosen, Purgatory, all the good stuff under one cover. 50% off $1.99. Bring it home. DCBService.com. They are the best. They are. They sure are. We wouldn't say damn, it damn if it were true. Am I right? The shit is the truth. That's right. I am incapable of lying. I, am, I can't lie. Yeah, you don't lie. That's true. I don't like to. You're stoic sometimes. That's why, because I, I don't want to yeah. speak. Because right. you don't, don't speak lie. on
1: it, but... That's right. That's true. Your I will, however,
0: there. speak on my choice of drink for this episode. Speak on it.
2: Get on right away, Damn. Yes, this
0: it. is from Concha y Toro. It is the Casillero del Diablo, which I'm... If I remember my Spanish, and I had four years of it, it is the Locker of the Devil... Casillero del Diablo, Locker of the Devil? I don't know. Uh, But it's a red blend from Chile, and it's a 2016, and it is phenomenal. There's even a picture in in, debossed, like an old uh, wax stamp on the bottle, of the devil. And I saw it on the shelf, and I said, how can I pass up the devil? I can't. I must take... Old scratch home with me, and it is really good. I loves I'm it. I'm glad. I've had Kanchi Toro before.
2: Yes, you mm-hmm. have.
0: Yeah, and it this is uh, more, much more of the same deliciousness. So
2: warms my heart. just like I'm, I'm sure whatever Jason is drinking will warm my heart. You
1: damn Skippy, I'm drinking a new one. What, what it is? At
2: least. Yes, yes,
1: it is uh, from a uh, a brewery I said uh, it's from a winery, a vineyard uh, known as Intrinsic. Hmm. The Intrinsic Wine Company, based in Washington, Patterson, Washington State. I think I've had this. It is called, in uh, in this case, they have several wines, but I am in fact drinking their namesake, the Intrinsic, which is a, uh, a red wine blend. This is the 2016 vintage, and it is, I will read you the description as follows. This wine opens with a refined note of raspberry, white tea leaves, and a hint of fresh mint and lavender. The flavors are layered with milk chocolate, fig reduction, dark plum, and licorice fruit. And the texture is angular yet sophisticated, with chocolate ganache, detail (gasps) in the finish. It's about half Cabernet Franc, 44% Malbec, and a teeny bit of Merlot and Cabernet Sauvignon. And it is delightful.
2: That I love awesome. it. It's great. Hmm. The what it really does sound familiar. I
1: don't, does it doesn't matter
2: ganache, <laughs> ganache. As soon as you said yeah, with all the with the sweets and the milk chocolate. No, it's that, yeah. listen.
1: You should know I I detest sweet wine. I hate hate yeah. hate sweet wine. That's why I don't. I, and this is not sweet at all.
2: Right, not not at okay. all. It is a really smooth. Finish. They said ganache, not buttercream. I I know that it's yeah. yeah. I mean, based on when when you think of everything that he mentioned on its own, or in in a bakery or a candy shop, then yeah, it would be overwhelming and incredibly sweet. But considering you also have the the licorice fruit and mm-hmm. and it, yeah, there's there's Plum, enough there fig. where it all the, right. The the fig definitely sets it off. So yeah, I this this that I I may not have had the blend, but the 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 name definitely sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's uh, the wife tried it on a whim and it's great.
2: That's awesome. Well, if the wife likes it, then
0: I'm all in.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And uh, and and my
2: speaking of my other boo, what are you drinking? Uh, I too am trying something new. Um, it's weird. Normally, I don't start drinking something until we start the show, but I had it earlier with dinner wasn't exactly the best pairing but it i think it's weird i i had a glass tasted great had a had a little bit more while i was waiting for for you guys and then it didn't really quite taste the same but i just poured a little bit again and because now the bottle is about half full and now it's back to tasting good again so Hmm. it's it's called it's called prophecy it's a cabernet Sauvignon from california bottled in 2016 um the second glass reminded me of the bourbon barrel aged reds i tend to i i try from time to time and and i i kept i've looked at this label like eight times trying to see if there's anything on here about bourbon barrel aging and there isn't uh it says that uh, the inspiration comes from the beauty of the harvest uh let's see prophecy cabernet sauvignon showcases the best of california the wine is expressive and smooth with layered flavors of fresh blackberry plum and vanilla with toasted oak and a long soft finish now it, it was <laughs> the the soft is not I didn't I didn't get the soft at all. It had a little bit of a bite in with the first glass. And um I think it this is one where either your your palate just gets used to it or um it kinda mellows out as as uh as as you just go through the bottle. But it, it's not bad. I don't know if I'll be running back to get it real soon, but it's not um it doesn't offend me
0: i think, thinking you had some kind of relations in between glasses. That's why the
2: second glass didn't taste <laughs> like the first I wish. one. No, I did not because uh, any, any relations that would have <laughs> occurred tonight uh, were thoroughly dashed and destroyed by walking into a house where the dog escaped the room she was in and ripped up boxes and left um, her business all throughout uh, the entryway. <laughs> the oh, damn, Onyx! <laughs> she was. Her, she was not happy today. See, so. a, a, a
0: present from a dog is much different from a pre- than a present from a cat.
2: Sure.
0: Uh, yes, because a a dog is is. More like an oops, where a cat's are
2: the presents are calculated, yeah, just, like, yeah, I, like I I killed like, this shit so for you, yeah. Um, I mean, listen, she's she's a puppy. She, the the the, the mail she decided to, to tear into and and destroy isn't any, I mean, they, they were just flyers and 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 junk mail, so it's not like i it doesn't she didn't she did. I'm glad, R- was my wife noticed that uh, some boxes were blocking it, but one of the because we're moving and and everything is is downstairs where our our dining room used to be um had the gift from vince um the fashion book the marvel book had had she able were she able to um get to the uh the box slash carrying case that that behemoth comes in uh, I don't know if we'd still have a dog tonight, but mm-hmm. boy, you got to elevate is, that stuff, get it up on well on blocks. Hey, That's right. It, I mean, it, we got nothing but boxes downstairs. So I mean, there's nothing too to elevate it to. Elevate on top of other boxes. It's there just, you go. It's right, but yeah. So, uh, no, no, no relations. sorry this But speaking of cats, oh yes, go right into it. How about Holy that
0: super duper segue? It's big time. Jason, did you read it? Did you
2: look at his list? No, I didn't. didn't. I don't look I read it. it.
0: You did. Okay, good. Um, so we, we've we all dipped into the second offering from the Mighty Ahoy comics. First, it was The Wrong Earth, number one, which um, Dapp and I loved. I don't know if Jason read it. I don't I'm remember. Not. I don't remember. See, there you go. I'm on the ball. Um, but this is Captain Ginger, number one, written by Stuart Moore, pencils by the great though not long as long lost as we thought she was uh june brigman and the inks are by roy richardson who is the husband of june bridgman um is it bridgman or brigman brigman yeah it's okay so we're good and the color art is by veronica gandini the reason why I said speaking of cats is that Captain Ginger is cats in space. Yes. That's the elevator pitch, cats in space. Uh, but thankfully, there's more to it than that. Um, we are we get a little bit of b- backstory while we're introduced to the crew. You got your Captain Ginger, who's a mighty stalwart-looking ginger cat, all orange and stripy, and he's got the the blue... Uh, captain's uniform on, which I believe was a very good choice because blue and orange always go well together. Um, we're introduced to Sergeant Mittens who is the uh, one-eyed ship's mousing officer. He's a very large cat. Right? Uh, rattle and roll. Yeah. I don't know what's, I to say. what's going on with them. The rattle and roll wear helmets. Uh, may I, I, may think I
2: think they're a little touched. I think they're a little <laughs> touched,
0: but... In a way that elevates them maybe above everyone else because they start and finish each other's sentences. They're obviously yes. siblings. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Which These is are interesting. They're Siamese no, twins, but I'm bump.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, nice, nice. We have the uh, head of engineering, which is Ram Scoop, and she's very, very pregnant. Ready to pop.
2: Very. <laughs>
0: Although, <laughs> just for one panel, well cats pop out because when we
2: next see her she's no
0: longer pregnant cats pop out kittens like crazy we have the stuttering science cat everyone else has a name but science cat he's just called plain old science cat and he has frequent and violent bouts of of vomiting hairballs no he has has a
2: tumor oh dude wow
0: He's got a tumor. I mean,
2: that was very, that was like that was the last, almost the last panel, of the last page. It's just like, you yeah, know, we're just going to let everybody's business out right away. he's it, got, yes, a, he's he's got a
0: tumor. He's going to die.
2: It's not it's, a tumor. Yes, he's sick.
0: Yes, there is a f- uh, female cat named Ikru that is in charge of the AI called the Maker. They basically have, within the confines of their ship, a giant 3D printer but it i mean it's it's more sophisticated which is
1: awesome cuz it's cuz the the most popular 3D printer is the makerbot
2: yes yep
0: yep and so it it prints food uh, i shouldn't say prints it generates food it generates weapons they basically rely rely on it very heavily okay and um the history that kind of drips along through the the narrative is that at one time uh human beings concocted a bioweapon to use against each other. Um, should the need arise, they could take out their enemies and, and the the uh, possessor of the bioweapon would be the victor. But unfortunately, an alien race came along and the, the alien race is called the Lumen. They uh, stole the bioweapon and destroyed all of humanity with it. So the cats... Not having the furless ones to feed them uh, did what cats do in such situations, and they ate the flesh of the humans. And it was the eating of the flesh which kick-started the the great-grandmother of Captain Ginger into some kind of uh, sentience, some kind of, of cognitive abilities much higher than than typical cats um they're called the furless ones were humans and um they are lamented but now the cats are trying to find their way on their own and they're in this ship for what was it a year and a half right mm-hmm. a- and and they come into contact with an actual lumen ship and The battle is done and it doesn't, uh, is drawn and it doesn't look too good for Captain Ginger. And the name of the ship is so cute. His ship is called the Hispite Claw Sometimes Fall. (laughs) So from now on, we'll just call it the Hispite. Even though it's a cute name, Hispite Claw Sometimes Fall, it's a little cumbersome. You can't even do an acronym of it because it's still cumbersome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll just call it the Hispite. Um so in the in the heat of battle uh the weapons are failing shields are, are going down and and cats are dying their 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 ships are called um what what were they called the the uh, the fighter ships um slashers yes, yes. the slasher mm-hmm. ships are are going down so something needs to be done and the uh captain ginger bluffs the lumen he says okay um, I'm gonna ready my doomsday weapon, and I, I know we're peaceful and all that, but you guys have pushed us over the line. We're gonna ready, ready our weapon, and you know this is it. So the ship turns, and in doing so, they reveal their ship's weakness. There's a spot on the underside of the shields that is a very, very weak zone, as reported by um, Science Cat, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. in turning. The ship reveals its its dead spot, and Captain Ginger blasts the, the ship to, uh, to hell. Uh, but they get away through hyperspace, thankfully. And um, after the jump through hyperspace, they reach this place called Outstation. And this is where the problem begins. Um, it's a deep space haven, but it's in a very sorry state. Some of it's all blown to... To, to to hell it's there's sparks everywhere it's 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 basically a, it, it's 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 a refuge for the cats but it's a not a very safe looking one and everybody on the ship is like oh yes this is awesome we don't have to be cooped up in that damn ship forever uh, because once they they get into the ship and the, and they're looking around they find creature comforts within they find blankets and cushions and heaters and rats and the cats freak out when they see the rats they're even the babies are are ripping heads off and they're chowing down, and and the the, the one that that uh, cotton to the the outstation the most is Sergeant Mittens. He was loving it. He's like, this is he was loving it. This is where we gots to be. This is it. And Captain Ginger's like, I don't think so. You know, we've we've worked too hard like to into a fancy restaurant. Yeah. Yes, yes, he wanted out big time. Um, we work too hard, and 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 where where's all that that honor and duty and and structure that we all worked for? I mean, we're not animals anymore. You know what I mean? We we need that. We we, we This is just going to bring us down. It's just going di- to divert us from our, our our true calling. And this female cat agrees with Ginger, but she owes Sergeant Mittens a debt of honor, so she goes with him. And and Ginger's basically alone, back on board the the hiss bite and what does he do i did not see this coming it was totally unexpected talk about a curveball um he goes to see mama he has his mother My Um, my, my, my mother actually really i'm sorry he yeah yeah he he goes to see mama and mama's not too kind to him she's like yeah you did all right during that battle because you were thinking like a cat now you're just a milksop. You're just a, a feeble, spineless. You know, you're a bitch, and, and you're gonna do what you're gonna do. You got to start acting like a cat. So, Mama's were Mama's huge. She's fat. She's sitting in a chair, and she's used to being waited on. Um, she the woman does nothing. She just takes up space and and air and resources. But she's quick to to cut down her son. So. I don't think there's a whole lot of love between the two. Maybe on his side there is, but definitely not on hers. So um, Captain Ginger says, all right, I guess I'm going to be a cat. And he goes back into the outstation, and he throws down with Sergeant Mittens mm-hmm. in a pretty vicious fight. Like, like it's nasty, and they're cutting each other up, and there's blood. And um, during the the the, the fight... Captain Ginger manages to hit the launch button, and the sh- their, where they were fighting was in a little little ship, and it goes back to the, the hiss claw, hiss bite, and he's like, "This is where you need to be." And Mittens is like, "All right, you know, you're right. I got, I got a little mesmerized by the rats and the shit and the the safeness, and we'll we'll come back. We'll come back to the." To the ship. And good thing that they did, because seconds after they left, the lumen warped in and destroyed the uh, the outstation. So um, where's the story going? Well, at the end of the issue, there is a hint of more cats. They're not alone. Um, there's a hint that the lumen will return. Uh, And it's a totally unexpected book, uh, other than June uh, Brigman's art, which we are familiar with from way back when in in Power Pack. And um, I saw Cats in Space, and I said, okay, the Wrong Earth number 1 really spun my head around. I'll give a shot to Captain Ginger. And I'm glad I did, because I thought this issue was wonderful. It was silly as hell. There are the lumen are beings of light and their their the the their energy kind of spins and undulates and turns and when the lumen come on the view screen the cats go crazy trying to claw at all of the um the balls of light as a cat would right yep there's they need cozies over the ship's controls or they can't work the controls they need like burlap sacks over them in order for them to cuz cats don't have opposable thumbs to uh, to work the ship's controls, it's like there's a giant scratching post yep. on on the bridge. Like it's just it 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 plays to all of the, um, I guess you can say cliches, but they're really not because cats. I mean, this is part of of owning a cat. There's hair balls and scratching posts and catnip, and I mean the things that are um, tied to cats are all in this book. And it but it doesn't come off as silly. It comes off as uh, there's a quaintness to this book that I loved,
2: and there's there's something there's there's a bit of a heaviness to it because the the feeders, which is what they call their humans um uh, the feeders are no more, so this isn't a um this isn't just like oh let's let let's create a world like like Omaha where everybody is just an animal instead of a human um humans were here and and now they're not and instead of they fucked it of up the cats right well the lumens and then the lumens killed them but instead of um instead of just getting cats or 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 cat people um you get actual you still get the the actual Cats and kittens, because you have a cat on Ginger's lap. You have the cats all up and down the scratching post. When when Ram Scoop gives birth, they're all kittens. It's not like they're they're walking, they're they're crawling around like they're toddlers or newborns, and, and they just happen to be furry cat looking people. they they're, they're still you have so you have the the cats that have taken on human qualities, standing on their hind legs and being able to talk, and you still have actual. Cats. Well, and we'll see if the kittens become uh, d- mature into um, speaking roles or, or or the ability to to walk on their back legs. But right now, you have these these grown ass folk who who uh, are cats and little kittens running around the bridge. Uh, yeah, but the- don't,
0: don't forget, ram scoops kittens adapted mm-hmm. to the. The engineering controls pretty damn quick. Yes. So the yeah, I mean, they come
2: out smart. it's Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's it's um, it, it, and it's this is at least the first issue. Um, you know, Stuart Moore is not he's not really holding your hand and 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 making sure you notice every little thing in every panel. He's letting Brigman do a lot of the work he doesn't he, he it's not a text heavy book you um every, every, all, the dialogue is mostly a reaction or uh or or, or commands is it, no one is telling you what other characters are actually doing and and you know, it's even even with with june's work it's you know we we, we know she's she's a competent Sequential storyteller, and and granted, I mean, lately, uh, after Brenda Starr, and I think now she's doing Mary Worth with Roy. Uh, you know, she's confined to the to the usual three panel daily comic strip um, grid, but she she knows how to tell a story. And and when Ginger goes back uh, to the outpost and, and confronts Mittens as as they're fighting through the entire ship, they end up at one of the the slashers and, and they end up inside it and that's when they fly back to the Indomitable and and it's it's and that's when Ginger basically calls a truce temporarily so he can explain to to Mittens, you know, this is where he belongs. Um you know it's not like if 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 you miss that if, if you kinda just gloss over that one panel where they're in the cockpit of of the cruiser you may think they're still fighting on the outpost and 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 so it's it's one of it's, it's a book where you kind of just you pay attention but you're rewarded if you pay attention and and the there are little things in the the, the back matter just like Vince pointed out with the wrong earth where you have uh, a quick little intro by uh letting the writer or editor introduced the, the creative team as uh, a and A with one of the creators. And um, and there's a little Grant Morrison story, but there was the back matter specifically for this comic because science cat um, finds a file that, um, that uh, may give the readers and the the cats some insight as to how or why they are the way they are and um it's it's basically a um a letter from one scientist to the love of his life another scientist whose name is um rowena and and they're it's it reminds it, it's basically it reads like found footage because you have you have excerpts missing, you have uh you know, the file corrupts and, and there's missing text and um it ends abruptly, but there are paragraphs, there are passages here where um you kinda get an idea as to why things are the way they are, and without hitting you over the head or giving you this huge ten page flashback as part of the comic, you, you kinda can figure things out on your own just based on on these few these few sentences, but th- they leave a few things here where um, you you may as as the series continues, things that are mentioned in this little two page section um, may actually it, it might bear fruit in, into the regular series. But I I mean from from start to finish, I I was i was hooked i i loved every page of it yeah
0: it, it's silly as hell too
2: oh but, absolutely but yeah, i that's not, the part i like it's like it's a palate cleanser because i mean yeah. uh, with everything else we read and and then and whether it's heavy or or just overall enjoyable there's things we're always looking forward to this was completely different from you know it's 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 not it's not your x-men comic it's not your justice league comic it's just it's it's something where you can kind of just it's its own thing and i think you can really just sit back and enjoy it
0: yeah it definitely fits the ridiculous mold but in in a really Mm. in a really good way um and but i have one question and you're not gonna you're not gonna have the answer to it because no one does at this point but i i need to know to whom ginger is speaking because he's narrating the story to someone and we never find out who that someone is
2: not yet we don't right 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 um But which, which again, is another storytelling technique that that I'm a fan of. In this case, I mean, not always with flashbacks, but in this case, I am because we're getting um, we're we're new to all of this. Mm -hmm. So to have someone be our eyes and ears, and and without again, without just reading like a Wikipedia page, you're you're getting a conversation so so it you're you're it's
0: there's more involvement
2: it just it it's it adds to, to the richness of it
0: yeah and we did not uh specify but the main story in this issue is 35 pages long so you're getting yeah. you're getting 35 pages of comics plus the back matter for 3.99 it's it's an insane value
2: and a too much coffee man comic uh um, yep there's See, there's, there's one thing where, um, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the file, where where the scientist is is talking to his Rowena, he says, um, you know, for I love cats, fierce, flashing engines of joy, of passion, and predation, all those bright qualities, our own race so thoughtlessly tossed aside. Cats swell my heart, enrich my mind, grant me hope that the legacy of humanity may in some form, survive. And this, my dear sweet crew Rowena, you shall never understand. For you, most perfect of all sirens, sharp thorn flower of my dark garden, eternal apple of my one still-functioning eye. And who has one eye in this book? Yep.
0: Mr. Uh, Sergeant Mittens
2: so there's definitely whether and and the beginning of this whole file that science cat finds there, there's definitely some um I, I don't think it's it's wrong to to assume that there's some gene slicing going on that there may be some so, because the maker is mentioned mm-hmm. uh so again you know the, the, this kind of just laid the foundation for for the 35 pages you read prior to this little segment mm-hmm. um I just yeah that 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 I mean just just enjoying the comic on its own was cool but then 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 finding this I was I was excited as as Science Cat was after eating the Greenies and, and it was just it was one of those things where it's just I I really do appreciate the the time and and effort that that Stewart and June and Roy are are uh, are handling this with yeah co sign but we haven't heard
1: we haven't heard Jason's be on it though. No, you got. I mean, you guys, you guys are are on a roll here. I I, I thought it was fine. It was it was harmless fun. It it, it I think it's and I I don't want to besmirch it. I enjoyed it for what it was. I, I I think it's fair to call it derivative, but I think it's fine because lots of comics are derivative. Sure. Like it's it's basically every sci fi space story ever, which most of them borrow from Star Trek. Uh, only with cats thrown in,
2: right? Um, yeah, Ginger definitely has the 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 bravado of of a Kirk. Yeah, um, he's he's not a Picard in any sense. Um, Mittens might strike someone as as a later day, um, or, or later in his career, um, a Scotty. But yeah, I mean, but the ship itself looks like something out of Star Blazers. Sure, um, but I, yes, I think, you're right. Yeah,
1: I, I think that. Um, as a lifelong cat owner, I thought the little cues like you like you reference Vince like with the burlap and the scratching post and and the uh, throwing up like I, that was all cute because that is all true to cats and um, but but I but but it was just on the edge of like t- too much to me because if you're going to be anthropo- anthropomorphic size like I can't help but compare it to Planet of the Apes in which case like they would have their own like you wouldn't need burlap to cover the controls. You'd have controls that were cat friendly. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't. So I didn't quite like. I thought that was a little bit of a like. I felt like they were inserting the the, the cat tropes in because we as people who know cats would giggle. But it, it 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 just was on the edge of whether or not that made sense to me from a anthropomorphized sci-fi kind of story.
0: Right, but there there I believe there is an answer to that. Uh uh-huh. They didn't build the ship. That ship is a is a holdover from the uh, the humans. Sure. Be- because sure. the controls are all not cat friendly. There's touchscreens on it. You're totally. Not, no. You're, you're totally right, right.
1: You're not going to install touchscreens for cats. You're totally right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, yeah. It's, no. No. Like, it was. It was. It was cute. It was nice to see June doing her thing. I mean, do, did anyone? Do you guys know offhand how old she is? <sighs> She's yep. a lady, so I would not hazard yeah, to right. guess. Yeah, I, would never, I right. mean, are we talking? Is she in her seventies? Is she? No, her... no, 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 no. No, okay. Um, so she's younger than that. It just yes. does my
0: heart so much good to see June she's, she's Bridgman's name easy. on attached to a comic because I mean she's
1: fifty-seven it, years old.
0: My okay. girl, because it just right. takes you back to. Uh, to well, anyway, it. it took me back to Power Pack, and that's I not a bad June place Bridgman to be. Art, nice. By the way.
1: The first Heroes that you did not attend with us, Vince. I bought uh, a Power Pack page um, at the auction.
0: Well, here's to hoping that uh, Ms. B- uh, Bridgman... Brigman. I, that's what I said, Brigman. <laughs> it's this freaking wine already. Um, attends uh-huh. attends Acon in the future because I, for one, want to get at least... She a- does.
2: I've seen her accounts. We. I, I think... I don't know about C2. Yes, it was probably Chicago con. I remember yeah. seeing her. She's definitely... Because I... Um, Because her uh, her her priceless reminded me of Joe Staton's, just with um, which is probably why I balked. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I would I I should eventually splurge on something from from somebody who who drew comics that I read in the eighties because I I deserve it. But it's I don't know about that. When when (laughs) you're adorable, (laughs) the uh, there are um, there were some pages, and it's the strangest thing. It was definitely the coloring. It was definitely uh, Veronica's coloring some of it reminded me of the work Judith Hunt and um Ricardo Villagran did on Evangeline and that is a comic that very few people will be ever heard of but um and and Villagran has a tendency to to kind of overpower the pencils because when I would when I read that special by lodestone and then eventually um i think first uh it reminded me of the tom sutton work from the star trek series that dc published so i don't it's it's because of villagrand's lines that some of the especially the cat fur reminded me of that comic and when i when i wanted to make sure i i got the name of the comic right and i wanted to make sure i i mentioned judith hunt giving credit to the artist of that book. I forgot or at the time it didn't register because he wasn't really anybody at that point. I forgot that Chuck Dixon co-wrote that book. But what I didn't know even at the time is that Chuck Dixon and Judith Hunt were married. So, um this was a whole, just reading this one comic book was a completely New learning experience for me for things that I knew and and didn't know and and um, but the art the art was great in this, but there was some of it that that did remind me of um, of Hunt's work from from way back when.
0: Well, isn't Evangeline a Rob Liefeld creation?
2: No, you're thinking of, of you're you're thinking oh, of right? uh, yes, yeah. This is Eva. This is this is a vigilante nun
0: oh right right okay gotcha yeah i'm on it
2: gotcha yeah yep which but, is another book that i will probably look for in the back issue bins whenever we're at a conference. but yes. in any case go ahead
0: no at uh, i mean to wrap up just my comments on this book i wholeheartedly recommend this thing it, Absolutely. It, it was uh um a giant bag of fun and um i'm i'm in for however many issues they decide to produce
2: Mm-hmm. yeah uh, ahoy is two for two for me i will be reading high heaven uh if not tonight depending on how long we go i will have it probably read for um when we next get together um which will probably be maybe this weekend i don't know we'll figure that out but yeah yeah may um, have i'll uh I'll, I'll i'll have high heaven read next um because i think that. after that okay good i think after that we'll have um we probably have to wait on the wrong Earth, number two. But in any case, um, yes, Captain Ginger, definitely recommended. Um, it would totally be an In Your Travels if uh, if we did not speak on it.
1: Mm. Nice. Respect. All right. What do you have? Hey, can, can we talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the little theme that we agreed to do? I think so. To set it up for the listeners? Yep. Sure. Nice. So... We, we were riffing back and forth as we're wont to do. And we have talked about many, many publishers over the years. In fact, um, we've gone down a rabbit hole and done deep dives on a bunch of publishers of bygone eras. But we thought it would be fun, because it's been a while since we did that, that we are each going to... And we haven't picked which episode we'll do this, but it'll be soon. We're going to... Uh, we'll figure that out, let's say, in the next few weeks. Um, we are going to all bring to the show... Um, one or two, we have to figure that out too. But but, publishers that are um, off the beaten track, uh, they they so so nobody that we nobody that's that's in the front of previews now. You know, no Marvel, no DC, Image, Dark Horse, so forth, so on. Um, and we are each going to uh, speak on a publisher or two that um, that tickle our fancy for whatever <laughs> reason. And uh, and and just maybe riff on them and, and talk a bit about the the creators and the and the books that the publisher was most known for and uh, just a little uh, a little little trip down nostalgia lane because um, you know for as many publishers as there are currently uh, there are an exponentially larger number that uh, have come and gone many of which we enjoyed in their day and so uh, we're just going to take a little little nostalgia jaunt. Uh, and and we're gonna kind of surprise each other by by what we bring, so hopefully we'll you know so so even like I would have say like no valiant, no you know right like like just you know like publishers that i, I mean I, I guess it's up to each of us to figure out a cutoff but, right, but I but totally nothing agree we've, nothing we've talked a ton about over the years, yep for example, like would you this is the my litmus test would would not that we're going to choose it, but would cross gen be like that line where it has to be below cross-gen? Uh,
0: I don't know. I was considering cross-gen. Me too. I, I but think we did
1: spe- we, years ago, we spent a lot of time talking about cross-gen.
2: We it's did. Been, it's been a bunch of years. Cross-gen was nowhere near my list.
1: Well, again, this is personal preference. I'm just saying, like, right, would, that absolutely, be, absolutely. would that be... I could... So that that's kind of a level, though. Like, that or, or lower, Oh, right? yeah. Um, that,
2: would be, that, that would probably be the most... Um, closest to 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 the mainstream or the big two or or the big five whatever whatever right. the front of previews is that would be yeah that would be probably that's marvel dc image dark horse is on the left side i'm mm-hmm. and i'm thinking yeah everybody else to, to the right of cross gen okay perfect so I stay bet I could, for
0: that i bet you i could tell you at least three of the publishers on dap's list
1: Okay. Oh, do tell. Well, and I'll, no, I'll no, save them. it, save it. And, and also, <laughs> also, I would, uh, I would say to our listeners, you can either hit us up on the Facebook group, or for the patrons, you can hit us up on a Patreon thread with your favorite publishers of the of the time. And again, nothing that we that we talk about a lot. So just you know, the 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 old school. It could be a, actually, it could be a like the reason I brought it up now is because Ahoy would be. The newest version of this kind of thing, right? They're an upstart publisher, very little, um, very little acclaim to this point, but some decent creators involved. um, And who's to say maybe maybe Ahoy ends up becoming a big publisher over time? But but uh, but more than likely, there'll be a niche publisher that uh, more of an asterisk uh, in the histories or the annals of comics history. And so there have been a lot of those over the years. They put out some pretty awesome comics.
0: It's so true. yeah. Yep. And I was considering my list, and I'm thinking, okay, I, I guess I have to talk about Warren, but I talk about Warren all the time. So mm-hmm. I've, I've jettisoned the very, the very idea of speaking okay. on, on Warren, because that doesn't fit with your premise. It's, okay. it's publishers we don't speak on very often. And for me, Warren is like, what, every fifth or sixth episode, I at least mention them. Sure. So I'm, sure. I'm not going to talk about Warren.
2: Okay. I'm See now I cuz I when when Jason brought this up I riffed off a couple of publishers so I'm wondering if well it was on Slack so I know Vince didn't read it. So I'm wondering how may, what what the what the crossover is between Vince's who Vince thinks I will mention and who I actually Well we're
1: doing okay. this on the slide. So do you want to maybe do like I don't know like a top 5 list? Is that what you want to do?
2: Well, it depends on how. So, when
1: are we? We won't have time. We won't have time to do deep historical dives on fifteen different publishers.
2: Right. So, I mean, so it'd be one of the things where it's like, so, so here's a few publishers, and this is these are the books they put out. This is what attracted me to them. Things like that. Like, are we? I mean, are we just riffing? Are we just mentioning publishers that we used to read books they had, or are these publishers who who had books that we? enjoyed reading so that's why we 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 may miss them i'm i think it's more the latter
1: yeah but i mean i but there's also leeway again i don't want to put too many boundaries on it it's just a a discussion of of some of the the bygone publishers that we and and i would imagine many of them we will have mentioned over the course of the 10 years we've done the show sure um because we've we've talked about just about every publisher that we've ever read at some point point. But if we talked about them for a random episode or two over the years, I think that's still fine, right? Yep. Works for so, me. Yeah, cool. All right, nice. Well, We'll figure out what, what week we'll do that. And uh, I know we're juggling a few post-New York Comic Con guest appearances as well, so we'll have to work all that in. And we have our patron theme episodes that we have to do uh, before the end of the year, too. So we've got lots of, uh, lots of of uh, lots of things we have to squeeze in with. With our, our episodes like this, our regular old talk about comics episodes.
0: Yep. So speaking of regular old talking about comics episodes, what do regular old comic do you want to talk about?
1: Oh, my God. Well, I got to give a shout out to John O'Neill because he he is the one. We do a little thing now on the Patreon Slack each week on Wednesday. We do a little old school. What are you most excited about? People throw out their top uh, up to five books that you're most excited about from the new the new list. And uh, I guess it was about a month ago that uh, John O'Neill, who does some comics review stuff, uh, he writes reviews for, is it Comic Multiversity, right? Is yes, it? yes, yeah, yeah. For Multiversity, and we were all putting out our our list. He he emphatically said, "I hope you all have." Uh, MCMLXXV, which is 1975 in Roman numerals, uh, on your list, and so we did discuss on his recommendation that first issue, and I adored it, and uh, the second issue just came out. So a ni- I'm calling. I'm going to call it 1975 because it's pretentious to read off the Roman numerals. So 1975, number two, uh, written by Joe Casey with incredible jaw dropping, mind numbingly awesome art from Ian McEwan. Uh, It's freaking great, and I don't know if you read this yet, Dap. Did you read? Is it on your list? I didn't check. Sorry.
2: No, 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 not for this week.
1: Okay. Um, Dude, this reminded me so much of Mage. Like, I feel like it's it's the spirit successor to Mage in the sense that Casey's definitely pulling from some of the same strings. You know, you have this average person who is imbued with a mystical weapon, which is normal, you know, a normal, uh, like in, 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 uh, in the mage case, you know, a bat. Um, but in this case it's her, her, uh, her tire iron, but, but, you know, she's, she's a normal person who happens to be an absolute mystical badass and beats the living shit out of hordes of demons and their dwells. Um, you know we we spoke lovingly of the setting in the first issue of how it really evoked the feeling of the 70s both in terms of the tone of the art the grittiness the 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 background music the the set pieces uh and this is more of it um we, we just we we get to know more about Pamela Evans who is the protagonist and we see a little flashback of her when she was 13 first learning to become um the the mystical warrior that she is, we see her getting sucked into this other dimension, or I should say dimensions, where she's essentially put to work as a as a frontline warrior mage for this group of of, of beings. And uh, she she seemingly we don't know how long she's there. It's been thirteen Earth years since that happened, but we don't know because I have a sense that time probably moved differently there. But she was there for a long time and basically became. The Conan of that realm. I mean, she was just their, their alpha warrior, their, 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 their top dog. Um, and now for whatever reason, she's back on earth and has been for some time trying to live a normal life and fighting evil where she comes across it. But because she did so much damage in these other realms, they are, uh, there's basically, they they all want to, they all want to end her. So portals open up and, and different creatures from these realms come to try and take her out. Um because she's public enemy number one for them, and uh and she gets her ass whooped in this issue um now not completely but but she gets beaten to a good pulp and and there's some tragedy uh pouring out from my man prefect but um but uh yeah it just it's it's just a fantastic comic i mean as much as you said about uh, Captain Ginger being different than a lot of what we read, this is just one of those books that reminds me of why it's awesome that comics exist because this is not like anything else I'm reading um whether it be the the I the, mean again it's it's set in the, it's set in the 70s with a female black cab driver and who happens to also be the world's most badass magic magic warrior i mean like that's 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 absurd the statement in and of itself sounds ridiculous but um but casey and McEwen pull it off and i care about her i care about the supporting characters i'm dying to see what happens next there's a huge reveal Cliffhanger uh, at the end of this issue, and um, it's an absolute grand slam. I, I, it's one of the, the, I think the best books Image is, is putting out or is launched in the last few months, and I hope it's it's getting broader acclaim. I know we're talking about it, but I, I don't know that I get a sense that there's a lot of buzz for it beyond that. And I sure hope I'm wrong because uh, O'Neill was damn right to point this out. This is a fantastic book. It's it's awesome. And nice. and again, if you as someone I know with you, particularly how you love Mage, I, this just to me feels so much like Mage, J- just in 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 the the uniqueness of the art, the 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 nature of the the villainy, um, yeah, you know, just just the the, the street level groundedness of the of the or the heroine in this case versus the hero, but yeah, just I think it's 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 awesome.
2: I will definitely catch up on it. I know yeah, it's just the second yeah. issue, but yeah. Yeah, I second issue just I, came I out. So
1: yeah.
2: For sure.
1: Did I, you read the first issue, Vince? I did.
0: And I have oh, this okay. I have no, the no. second right here on my uh my desk. And I'm getting a really strong warriors vibe from this series. Oh, oh for definitely. sure. Oh for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No doubt.
1: Yeah, I mean even with the like the prefect who is in sure. love interest, but him like doing the radio, the narration. Yeah, the I, yeah. 100%. I hear it. You know, let's get to it, yes. poppers. You know, like it's there. Well, that's what I loved about the first issue because he was playing the soundtrack You had the Earth Wind and Fire. Like you had, like you could you could just kind of put yourself into that time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I was born in '74, so it's not like I really know what '75 was like. But growing up in that era, you got a sense of what the '70s were like because a lot of the the, the media that we consumed was set in that that time period. And, uh, right. Yeah, it just feels very authentic at that time.
0: No, I got you back on this. I think visually, cool. it, visually, it's it's impeccable. It's stunning, right? Um, I think the story, like you said, it, it's kind of derivative, uh, but again, great stories trickle down, right? It is. The, there are tropes yeah. that you just can't mm-hmm. escape. Um, I think it's it's a wonderful series. Cool. Yeah. So there you go. What else do we have, Boppers? <laughs> uh. <laughs>
2: Uh well so this way um if we get one more Vince can uh, put Image O Rama in the show notes uh, I read the first issue actually I read this um the night we were at uh, Jason's before New York Comic Con uh, Dead Rabbit number one uh. I enjoy this quite a bit it is written by Jerry Duggan art beautifully done by Mr. John McRae. Colors by Mike Spicer, who you may know on um, Extremity, and uh, which, there we go, Vince, is your majorama. um, And the current Murder Falcon. uh, Letters by Joe Sabino. It's a um, it's a story that basically Dead Rabbit is um was and, and it definitely felt like something out of um the departed or the town because it takes place in Boston. Uh but you have um Dead Rabbit is a uh is a masked criminal and hooligan and he hasn't been seen in many, many years. And um the urban legend is that uh he made out with a shit ton of money on his last job, uh living high of the hogs somewhere probably very tropical where the climate's always warm. Um turns out that's not really the case. And um Dead Rabbit in his uh non robbing uh persona, um his name is Martin and um he is married to a woman named Megan who has um is disabled. She's in a wheelchair. Um, there's plenty of uh, medication around the house. But Martin is um, basically just doing what he has to do to um, to get by. And it and works at more or less um, a, well, he, he works at, for all intents and purposes, a Walmart. Um, but Megan doesn't know that Megan thinks that they're fine, that they are, um, that, you know, they, they're, they're well off that they, they are surviving by, you know, what, what he did steal, um, from the banks. He did Rob, uh, because he, um, he leaves the house to basically go play golf. And, and so he grabs his clubs out of the closet, puts them in the car and drives off. But, um, if, uh, while he hates lying to her, he knows that, um, if, if he was working, it, it would break her heart. Um, so he pretends to go play golf a couple times a week, even though he fucking hates golf. Mm. Uh, what little I had managed to stash away for retirement ran out a year ago. Uh, and Megan has enough to feel bad about because obviously, like I said, she's not, um, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, but Martin is acutely aware of um, people and and their actions and and his surroundings and uh, case in point there's a man walking around with a shopping cart full of um well let's see there's a drain cleaner um, some some pliers, uh, a very sturdy um, hacksaw. There's um, some. Uh, oh,
1: they're going to the Saudi embassy.
2: Basically, yeah. It's it's. It, I think he's doing. He's hitting, He's getting their shopping list. Oh,
1: and, nice. Uh, Shout
2: out to Kashagi. Right. Uh, so he um, he he says, uh, you know, so so rookie murderers. Um, search the web for how to dispose of a body, and then they try to memorize the list, walk into Walmart, and just get everything in one fell swoop. So they're just very dumb about it. Um, So, you know, maybe I wouldn't notice it if they uh, tried to hide the purchase, taking a couple of trips, but no, they're they're, they're just too lazy. So, um, he, uh, he he follows the dude up to the register, uh, lets, um, lets the cashier know that the boss wants to see her. So, um now martin's like okay so now martin's gonna man the register and he's like um you know just doing the usual chit chat small talk as as uh as these retail employees are supposed to do and and um in some cases painfully do and uh he's like so you know brings them up totals he's like oh man sorry the the the, um i can only do uh credit cards right now the cash drawers attached to to her code and I don't have that. So oh yeah, okay. So the so the dude's gonna pay pay with credit card and he's like um that's when Martin's like, okay, so I need to see some ID. And he's about to hand him his ID. About to hand him his driver's license, but he stops. He's like, No, nah, you know what, I, I, I changed my mind. I'm good. Don't worry about it. Um I don't uh I don't want to carry this I, I don't I don't want to carry anything on on the credit card. We're good. I, I just, you know, let, let me go. So um Dude's like, yeah, no, don't, don't worry about it. You know, if you want to pay cash, I'm sure she'll be right back. He's like, no, I'm good. Fuck this place. And he walks out. But Martin did spot Homeboy's address on the uh on the license and um stops by the guy's house. And um unfortunately Martin isn't as quiet or uh stealth as he used to be and he um, he gets stopped, puts up a pretty good fight with the dude who's coming at him with a knife uh, but then a shotgun uh, blasts off into the wall next to Martin and Martin gets the better of that exchange as well breaks open um, the door next to the stairs under the stairs and notices all these strips of fly paper hanging up, and uh, at least maybe three children in this little hole. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so um, Martin's like uh, Martin's like he's just he's like all right. So uh, at first he was just going to, um, you know, he was going to let him live because nobody had seen his face. He's just going to rough him up. But then when he finds out that uh, these dudes are, are, are kidnapping. Uh he's like, you know, change of plans. Both of them die. Stabs one dude. Um calls nine one one. What's the emergency? He says, Yeah, come and see. Leaves the phone, leaves homeboy stabbed in the gut, and um he uh he drives away and um the cops are passing him on the way home, but um he comes home later than, than he wanted to and Megan's like, um, you know, you don't smell like beer. You smell like sweat and blood, and 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 you were working. Um, so she kind of wants an answer, and and he's like, you know, don't worry about it. I um I, I took a couple of odd jobs, and uh, we're good. Don't worry about it. We're 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 all right. We're set. And um and so she wants to know if he's wearing that damn mask again, and he's like, no, no, don't worry about it. And she's like, well, you know, you're bleeding, and um and and he is, he's he's bleeding down by his hand, um. So, so they have a little bit of a, of a conversation. But during this, um, during the, she's getting a little worked up. Has a seizure and, um, and and falls out of her chair and hits the ground. So that happens, and then we cut to um, a mob boss who finds out that um, it looks like uh, when, the, when the cops picked up the dudes that um that rabbit left and and uh to find with the kids uh we 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 see a couple of of mob dudes talking to to their boss and and he says you know yeah the the cop says that you know the description of the guy who attacked him um fits the uh the description of dead rabbit said the mask looks just like his and everything so um this dude's just like um all right, so so find Dead Rabbit, have some fun, recover every dollar you can. Um, Dead Rabbit dies dies a bad death, so we already have the uh, the antagonist as well. But um, this was a really we, we didn't we didn't get a ton of folks to be introduced to, but it was a I, I thought it was a real solid first issue. I didn't I didn't know what to expect. I kind of you know I know what John McRae's art is like, and um, the few things the few things the, the things I've read from Duggan. Um, I've enjoyed, uh, in, including analog, but there there are things where you know. So he, he doesn't. It's not like he's he's one note or or just kind of focuses on on one type of of genre or, or focuses on the science aspects. Of things like like Ellis, um, but I uh, that this was this was wrong some places. But it it um, I think Jerry and and John work well together here as far as setting up this story. But yeah, I um, I'm real curious to see where, where things go from here. I, um, I, and, and for some reason, you know, the, the, the ski mask with the, the threaded out X'd out eyes. It's just, there's something about that, that, that's striking. Whereas his little, his little driver's cap, it's, um, it's a cool look, but, um, you know, we're, we're not, we're not reading this story about a dude in his prime who, who's pulling off bank heist. This is, he's, he's older now. He's trying to live a, a regular life, but, um, you know, and, and take care of his woman and uh shit happens man uh, we we all hit a rough patch and that's what he's trying to work through but i i think uh as far as the tone and and the uh the dialogue it all it all just kind of works i i think uh i, I think everybody involved has a real good handle on, on what they're doing here so i'm um I'm in for now. I really, really, I don't know if it's an ongoing, I don't know if it's a limited series, but I, I, I'm definitely along for, uh, for the ride at the moment. Mm-hmm.
1: I haven't read this, but uh, as you describe it, it sounds like the perfect kind of material for McCray.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. This is quiet. I know. No, a- I was
0: getting images for you. Oh, Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm backing you up. See, people need to see what you're talking about. Back that ass up. And if you'd like to see what we're all talking about, all you need to do is go to our website, 11oClockComics.com, click on the link for this episode, and you will see a gallery of images pertinent to the books about which we
2: speak. Mm -hmm. Now, as you are pulling images, what are you thinking about this particular book?
0: It it looks very much like a John McRae book. I mean, it's sure. It, it kind of there's a hitman vibe to it um, here and there. You know, there, it doesn't have the fantastic element like his demon work or his hitman work. But I mean, it it it's it's now I have I have associated John McCrae with Mars Attacks. Oh right? really? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, that, yeah. he has done the majority of the Mars Attacks relaunch mm-hmm. stuff and and now i mean i should think hitman or or demon or you know some mm-hmm. of the uh, many many other works uh, he's done but now my mind my demented old mind i think mars attacks so i'm that's i'm cool. as i'm going through this this issue pulling images for you i'm expecting to see the martians peeking out behind and yeah. th- never came so that's on me but uh, i love mcrae's work i think he's great yeah and this looks very good. It's it's very pulpy.
2: Yeah, yeah it is.
0: Yeah. It's pulpy. Guy takes it upon himself to put on a, a homemade mask and go thwart crime. That's pulpy as a f.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I have something that is wonderfully weird. Oh, it's a manga. So, so, so so saying wonderfully weird and manga in the same sentence, it's kind of an oxymoron, but, but there you go. Um, Written by Richiro Inagaki, illustrated by a man called Boichi. It is published by Viz. I'm guessing this may have been serialized in Shonen Jump. I'm not 100% sure. It is called Dr. Stone. and And this is the first volume of the series. It's it's a love story of sorts. You have a uh, young man, a teen, by the name of Taiju Oki, and that uh, translates to Big Tree. And boy, was his uh, parents dead on the money because the guy is a strapping young man, very physically fit. Um, what he lacks in brains... He makes up for in fortitude and and heart and wholesomeness. The guy just, um, he is a bastion of purity. And um, he's in love, as most teens are, with a girl named Usuria. And he's decided, okay, I've spent five years pining for this girl. She's my buddy. We're friends. We get along really well. I'm just going to come right out and tell her sweetheart oh, he's just
1: gonna air he's gonna air it huh i'm just
0: gonna tell i love you i love you so much so let me he, guess it doesn't go well um no it doesn't uh but not because of anything he or she did um he he stops off at the science lab in the school and he visits his friend Sanku. now Sanku's a big brain he, uh just picture a young reed richards With, well, maybe not that advanced. He's very, very smart, loves the sciences, loves the scientific method, has this huge shock of Yu-Gi-Oh style white hair, uh, where his, he has a catchphrase called, get excited. And he usually utters this catchphrase whenever talking or explaining something scientific or a process. So, um, Taiju goes to see Senku and he's like, buddy, I'm telling her, I'm I'm just gonna do it. And Sanku's like I am one billion percent uninterested in anything you have to tell me regarding love. Just go do it. And and he's like, Well, I have a potion here that could instantly make her fall in love with you and he gives it to, to uh Taiju and Taiju's like, I'm not drinking that and he pours it out. And when he leaves, uh Sanku tells one of his lackeys, I I had 100% assurance that he would do that because it was gasoline in in the the beaker and he's like that's not taiju taiju wants no help he knows that he loves her he he's hoping that she'll love him i don't really care cuz i'm i'm a big brain but he's assured of his love so he goes and he says to uh, usuria meet me beneath the camphor tree and i have something to tell you so he is literally seconds away from, from proclaiming his love to this beautiful Yuzuria girl. When there is a flash of light in the distance, he turns to shield, position himself between this flash of light and his the object of his affection, and everyone on the planet is turned to stone. okay everyone is turned to stone what what where the hell is this going but it's not like complete stone through and through like your your inner workings are not stone it's a great gargoyle it's more like a magic shell of stone like it's like you're dipped in in stone i don't know but but uh, it's like death of wolverine it's (laughs) never it's (laughs) never fully there's no explanation as to whom was behind the flash of light or why they did it but everyone on the planet birds animals everything turns to stone okay so um to make matters worse taiju is alive and aware after the process He's able to think, which is not a blessing, because he wonders when and if he'll ever get the chance to tell Yuzuria how he feels. Um, Buildings topple, bridges crumble, humanity is literally erased in the blink of an eye. Taiju's body, which is now stone, covered, is carried away on a giant swell of water. His stone form ends up in a cave. Which was a very fortuitous outcome, and I'll explain why in a few. Three thousand plus years pass. Oh my God! Yes, three thousand plus years. Um, animals rise. Uh, the ev- the traces of humanity crumble. There's no more buildings. There's no more bridges. There's no more uh, industry or science or all of that. Just gone, right? Um, Taiju's stone exterior finally cracks and he's freed from this prison. Ah, uh, he's, he's aghast at his surroundings because there are people embedded in the walls of cliffs. Trees have grown around people. There are shattered bodies everywhere. And this is the kind of guy Taiju is. He, he pieces together the remnants of a young woman. And prays for her soul. So this guy, he's a stand-up dude, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So time passes and Taiju finds Usuria, the stone form of the girl that he loves so much. I mean, he's literally loved her for thousands of years now. And he finds her body and she's intact because she was positioned next to that giant camphor tree and her, the tree has kind of grown around her body in a way that it kind of cradles it, you know. And so she's fine, and he is just over the moon, like, yes, she's fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and get her out of that stone. I, I got out. I'm gonna try and get her out. But Taiju's not all that smart, so his chances of, of freeing the woman he loves are basically nil. But mm. in to his good, very good luck, there was another survivor. Guess who? The brain. Sanku, the brain, yes. Uh, He was freed from his uh, stone prison six months previously. And he postulates that the fact that their stone bodies washed up in that cave as the main factor behind their survival, because what gather in caves? Bats, right? Bats have to poop. And bat, bat guano contains nitric acid which drip, 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 wore away at their stone magic shells over time. So that's how they were freed. They collect the nitric acid and they test it on the bodies of these stone birds. And it's not working too well, to no avail. I mean, um, Senku has, uh, he made this little hut and he's got shelving with tons of, of stone birds he's experimented on and none of his experiments have worked and um, there's a missing ingredient. So Taiju says, well, you know what? I I passed a bunch of grapes before. And Senku says, aha, alcohol, nitric acid plus alcohol equals nitol, an industrial strength corrosive. So it takes literally a year to perfect the formula. But they achieve success. They pour it on the stone bird, the shell cracks, the bird flies away. Woohoo! Now it's time to free yuzuria But wait, they're just as they were about to revive yuzuria they are beset by a pack of lions. Man is no longer at the top of the food chain in this new status quo. Um, so they have Yuzuriya's Azuria's body and they're being chased by these lions and Sanku's like dude you know I love you you're not really all that smart but it doesn't take uh, a brain like mine to realize that we are going to die sooner or Mm -hmm. later these lions are going to chase us down and they're going to to eat us Um, but thankfully um, in their their escape from these lions they pass the stone form of one of their old classmates sukasa who had a strong strong reputation as a superb fighter this kid was a master grappler right uh so instead of reviving yuzuria they use that formula that they had and they they revive sukasa who beats the ever-loving shit out of the lions and they're saved like with his hands yes this guy destroys these lions with I mean, it's a manga, so there's many speed lines and fighting, and and it's all very dynamic and and wonderful. But so, so, if you can suspend your disbelief that a teenager could beat lions, especially a pack, you're good. He he brings down the lions, and this this guy's buff. He is all cut. He's got the six pack and the massive arms, and he's got the dreadlocks, and he's he's just a a, a, a big dude, right? But this is where the problems really begin because. Sukasa does not want mankind to be victimized ever again. So he pledges that only the pure-hearted youths be revived. And he goes around smashing bodies of those he doesn't want or he doesn't find worthy. So he's working through demons, right? And he's like, well, once there was a kid that wanted an ice cream cone, and this fat bald guy didn't give it to him, so he destroys the body of a fat bald guy. Um, And he goes around just smashing people to bits. And Senku and Taiju, they strongly disagree with this. This is not how they want to revive humanity. This is no bueno. So they agree to take Sukasa out. So how do they do that? This guy can take out a pack of lions. How are they going to do it? Well, Mr. Science-oriented Sukasa or um, Senku says, gunpowder will make some gunpowder. They revive Yuzuria and she doesn't very much like the new world that she's brought into but her her man is there and uh, he hasn't revealed it yet but cuz they're on the run basically and so it's a it's a race to 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 So he's not trapped in friendland. I don't think so, not yet. No, he's that that was his his fear, right? Cuz he loves this girl but he's her buddy. Um so not but it, when you're one of only four people running around. You know, your chances of, of capturing this girl's heart are a lot greater, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, sure. right. Yeah. So, uh, so basically the end of the book is the race for, to procure this gunpowder to take out, um, Sukasa. But this manga, I mean, I, I didn't go into it in depth, but every time there is a, need for something the scientific method kicks in empirical investigation is a huge part of the manga observation data collection hypothesis testing and it sounds boring but it's not it's not boring at all like it's like mr wizard meets manga um then you have the the sociological element of it with Sukasa deeming himself worthy to mete out justice of people, he doesn't even know. Like he's going around killing people just because of something that may or may not have happened to him in his past. He may just be crazy. Who knows, right? And you get the Darwinism angle. Um, it, this this manga is phenomenal, and and Boichi's art, the figure drawing is impeccable. Very very handsome men, very beautiful women. The uh, the backgrounds are intricately detailed, lavish. Um, and that goes for like the the wooded scenes of the post flash to the to the uh industrial and like uh civilized scenes pre flash it's just amazing it's um like i said published by viz the first volume is only 9.99 if you are a dcb service um subscriber i think i got this book uh for 6 bucks if that Probably less. It is, f- um, his, his women are sexy as hell, too. Um, there's a search for calcium carbonate. Carbonate, sorry, calcium carbonate. Uh, because calcium carbonate does many things, um, not the least of which is uh, purifies the soil, gets rid of hydrogen ions. Um, it's uh, heating and mixing it with sand. We get mortar so we can make buildings. Um, it can create soap so we don't get sick. Cause if we get sick in this new paradigm, we're gonna die because neither of us is a doctor. I mean, this thing is just amazing. You'll learn shit as you mm. read it. It's great. Um, but, uh, Boichi's Women, delicious, beautiful. Yeah. Curvy. Um, it's just impeccable figure drawing. I love it. Uh, again. Super, super high recommendation for this. Dr. Stone,
1: Volume 1 from this, Now, take me through how you pick this book. Like Just well, like you reading previews, you see it on Viz, and you think, oh, it looks cool? Or yeah. Someone my, recommends it? Or? My
0: standard process. If it's a Volume 1, I will investigate.
1: Uh, okay.
0: Um, I will Google the writer and the artist. If images come up and they're to my liking, I will, 90% of the time, depending on the premise... Take mm-hmm. a stab at it, and I—I I just had to see the cover of this Doctor Stone, and I'm like, "Wow, that's mm-hmm. some great, great drawing." I'm gonna investigate. I did. I love the art style. The story captivated me. Um, Sanku has Eagles MC squared right on his his uh, his tunic that he fashioned post-apocalypse. So it's it's silly, um, but it's deep. There there are some real real issues being explored in the, in this thing, who has the right to meet out justice in a post-apocalyptic world? Um, no one, someone, I don't know. Uh, but, but these are the questions that this thing raises. And, um, more often than not, if it's a first volume, I'll order it. If it's, if it's a, uh, shoujo, no, I won't because I can't relate to that stuff. But if it's shonen or some kind of, um, Fantasy and or sci-fi thing, yeah, I almost always order it. It, it, The art has to be not to my liking. And that what does that happen? Maybe 1% of the time. So I I have a process, but not really. If it's a volume one, it's probably going to get ordered. And this was a volume one, so I ordered it. And it just clicked. Now, sometimes I'll get a a first volume, and it's just like, eh, that was okay. And taking into consideration the length of these things sometimes 10 sometimes 20 volumes maybe more if if it doesn't really strike a chord i may bow out after the second or third volume because who wants to invest 100 plus dollars in something that's really not you know making me scream from the rooftops this dr stone did so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna definitely stick with it Sweet. I, I love it so much so much yeah so Sweet. much so much yeah well, come on. We got lots of time. What else do we have? We do. Um, Go ahead. Later on, can we just touch on the Marvel 2-in-1? I know Dap sure. read it. I know you
1: read it. Yep. Yep.
0: All right. We'll um, just touch on it.
1: Something that uh, was almost 10 years in the making. Hmm. The the last time this comic was on the stands was the first year we did the show. Damn. That is Umbrella Academy. That's out. It is out. Wow! Nine years after it was announced, Umbrella Academy, Hotel Oblivion number one by Dark Horse, uh, wow. by, written by written by Jared Way, um, and uh, art by Gabriel Ba of the Brothers Ba and Moon. Um. What's the subtitle the again? Umbrella Hotel Oblivion. Hotel Oblivion. Yeah. So some of our listeners that aren't that familiar with, uh, with the book might know Jared Way as the lead singer of uh, My Chemical Romance. And uh, I didn't realize this until this week when I was looking up the... Uh, first of all, he's, he's 41. He's almost my age. And he is from uh, a town... Over from here, Summit, yep. New Jersey. Knew that. Yeah, but in uh, any way, um, I, I, I honestly, sorry, I forget where you guys were at with these with the first two series, but I adored the uh, first two Umbrella Academy series. Um, and I know our, our former co-host with the most, Chris Neisman, was a big fan of them as well. And uh, they announced it's San Diego 2010 uh, that the third series and it was called hotel oblivion then as well would be coming out and it didn't. And then in 2012 way said he was working on it. And then in 2013 he said it would be a quote long time until it came out because he was refocusing on uh, my chemical romance. And uh, I guess true to his word um, I think a lot of us just kind of figured it never was going to happen because uh, I think they're banned in as much as I – I don't know a lot about the band, but I have a sense they're still doing pretty well. And uh, Ba and Moon have gone on to many, many other amazing things. So I think we all just kind of forgot about it and fouled the two Umbrella Academy series away as um, excellent comics that uh, came and went. But uh, and I lo think, and behold – I think the what? Young Animal stuff put a, a speed bump in the process too. Yeah, he did the Killjoys yeah. and the Young Animal um, yeah, he's been involved in the comics for sure. Um, but regardless of all that, we are back, and the first issue sets up, uh, I think it's a seven-issue series. Um, I don't have that handy, but I'm pretty sure it's first of seven, but um, we are... It's it's about, from what I can gather, it's a few months after the last series left off, which was uh, Dallas, it was called, um, Umbrella Academy Dallas, and uh were reintroduced to many of the characters uh in their in their new status quo, starting with uh Sir Reginald Hargreaves, who is the monocle. He's the the patriarch of the group. Uh as a reminder to people, the Umbrella Academy was a group of young uh superpowered kids that were uh raised by Sir Reginald Hargreaves in um he took them on as like wards like they were like his adopted kids and he trained them to be heroes but they were heroes in their minds but they also were doing his bidding in a sense like he had a a grander scheme in mind and he was pretty cold-blooded um it's it's not it's not all that different to uh the vibe you get from um uh the doom patrol right yeah. So, um, but in any event, uh, we are reintroduced to the monocle, who is um, dead now, or at least perceived to be dead. Uh, Space Boy, who is the the de-, de facto le- leader of the group. Um, he is half man, half gorilla. Uh, he is now hanging out in Tokyo, um, fighting crime, and he's. Like, got a scraggly beard. He's overweight. Um, The Kraken, who's his brother, Diego, he is kind of lurking in the shadows, going after big targets. You've got uh, the Rumor and the White Violin, Vanya and... Well, Allison and Vanya, respectively. And um, basically, it looks like Allison is spending her time helping... Vanya get back on her feet because um, spoilers to those that didn't read the first Umbrella Academy books, but Vanya was shot in the head in this second series and uh, disabled as a result. Um, Then you've got number five, who is a 10 year old boy. He's basically, he's because of a incident with time travel, he's stuck in the body of a 10 year old boy, but he's a, um, you know he's 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 a grown ass man and a trained assassin and a total badass. He is a uh, an assassin for hire at this point. So they're all kind of they're splintered basically. They've been splintered from the events of the prior series and um, and in this first issue, we're just basically reintroduced to each of them and what their new status quo is. With the idea that clearly they're going to be pulled back together. I presume to either rescue and or um, do something to do with the hotel oblivion uh, with 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 their 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 dad, the monocle, uh, hotel oblivion is a, uh, I can't remember what was the name of that, um, that prison that we had in the Marvel universe that Reed Richards created, um, in the negative zone? yeah, um, it's kind of like that. It's, it's, it's almost like hotel California. It's a hotel in some other universe or dimension where, they stash all these criminals and the criminals live in a hotel life. It's not a bad life, but they can't ever leave. Um, And uh, since the, since, since this third arc of, of the book is, is called hotel oblivion. I, I'm not, I'm not exactly being Sherlock Holmes to come to the conclusion that it's a major part of the, of the narrative, but um, yeah. So, so in essence, we're, we're, we're just, we're brought back into this, this world. And the first issue is essentially set up to that. Uh, If I had a critique of the book, it would be that, I mean, it's been 10 years and admittedly I remembered the characters and I remembered loving Umbrella Academy, but I don't remember all the intricacies of the first two series. And I think that way presumes you will. So it is not, if you, if you haven't read the other Umbrella Academy, uh, arcs it, it's absolutely pointless for you to pick this book up you will be completely lost <laughs> i mean you will because there's there's no there's no um like there's no like word balloons that give you flashback narrative there's no um expository explanation you know what i mean like it's it's it, it is relying on the fact that you are fully on board and have full recollection of the prior two series right and so I think that's – I don't want to call it a failing because I'm presuming that they presumed that no one is going to read this that hasn't already read the other two. And I probably wouldn't call it out if if not for the fact that it's been 10 years and we've read a lot of freaking comics over the last 10 years. So I did find myself after reading this first issue going back and um, skimming the first two Series to try and remind myself of some of the things I had forgotten. Um,
0: I'm definitely gonna have to do that.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a minor nit. Like it's it's just a choice they make, and I don't think it's necessarily a right or wrong thing, but it is something to keep in mind. I mean, I know a lot of people probably have heard of Umbrella Academy and and its praises, and might think, "Oh, I'm just gonna jump into this. It, it'll be a total failing." If you if you have never read Umbrella Academy before, do yourself a favor and do comiXology or pick up a trade of the first of the first series and read that instead of this. Um, but you know, Ba obviously is at his, uh, at his best as always. He's never not art looks great. And, um, I'm, I'm stoked to have it back. I really am. And I'm presuming that it's all done. I'm presuming it's in the can. So I could be wrong there, but I'm, I'm hoping we get a nice timely, um, monthly schedule and get, get it all out.
0: Yeah. I think a lag would be suicide at this point. Yeah. yeah, Right. That's what I'm thinking. So. I'm going to have to go back and reread them because to be honest I don't remember much of it. Yeah, I mean, no, I I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, but when you got uh Ba and uh on the art like Yao, I'm going to have to read it. Mm-hmm. That, that was the one thing that propelled me through the the first two series were Ba and uh, Moon. Moon.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, and so for those wondering it's uh it's the first series is called The Apocalypse Suite. And uh the second series is called Dallas. Uh so Lilu Dallas Yo 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 Lilu Dallas. Uh, but no, it felt great to have it back. I I, I have to say, even though I wasn't a hundred percent plugged into the to the narrative because I didn't quite remember everything, um uh you know, it did feel like they picked right back where they left off, which is not always easy to do. Sweet. Image Over. Oh no that's Dark Wars, never mind. That's I was right. Image-O-Rama, but that's Star Wars.
0: I think we have enough for imageorama.
1: Okay, perfect. Or, or we will. We have some shoutouts, don't we, Dad?
2: Uh, no. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh. Yes, we do. Who we do, do
1: who too. Who this? I gotta pull it up now. Robert Petinato. Nice. At- as of today he was already a patron but he very graciously doubled his patronage. Look at that. to the, uh, to the shout out level. Sweet.
2: Yeah. Oh, I wanted to do that cuz that wasn't this afternoon. Excellent.
1: It was That's it was this afternoon. In fact. Okay. Perfect. Yes. So shout out to Robert
0: amazing thank you and and if you would like to uh peep what's going on with this whole patreon thing all you need to do is go over to patreon.com forward slash one one o c o m i c s that's us hello and uh you'll be able to uh dip a little toe into what the regular patrons get we've allowed some stuff to to sneak under the door for the gp um but uh, as you progress up the tiers, you are afforded more and more luxuries, uh, according to our patrons. They love them. And uh, just check it out. There are many, many things you can uh, you can do and or see and get through the patron system.
1: You yeah. damn skippy. Thank you, uh, Robert.
0: Yes. Um, this is just a blip because I, I know you both have read this, but... I finally got around to finishing Daniel Warren Johnson's Extremity. Did nice. you now? Yes. I, oh, I received How many issues did you have to read? Just the second trade. Two volumes. Seven, oh, se- so oh,
1: seven to 12. Months. Yeah,
0: second trade is called Warrior, contains issues seven to 12. Um, I should have read it in singles, but I didn't. Uh, after the first one, which I loved, I said, okay, I want this in bookshelf format, so... I waited and, and now I had both trades and I finished it up. And I think it's a wonderful story. It just showcases just how suboptimal revenge can be. It, it not only yeah. destroys, yeah. um, the person per, uh, perpetuating the revenge, but the people around them are, are put into very bad situations. And, um, I think the series showcases Daniel's love for manga. I mean, he wears it on his sleeve with this thing. Sure. Shiloh is a typical... I mean, there are traces of a lot of different manga series within the, the body of Shiloh or the design of Shiloh. Uh, I see Appleseed. I see uh, Pat Labore. I see... There's a little bit of Gundam going on. Not much, but a little. But just the whole... The premise, the whole um, sci-fi... Theme, the designs—it's very manga. I mean, you—you you could tell what Daniel loves; it's all there, right? Mm-hmm. But but it's the it's the pacifist angle that really kind of won me over. Mm-hmm. I did not see the ending coming. Yeah. Um, but sometimes um, you got to break an e- a couple eggs to make some mayonnaise. So people learned from the loss, I I, I would assume, and it's just a wonderful story and and. It, I think Daniel doesn't get enough credit as a writer. I mean, yeah, we're all over him as an artist, and mm-hmm. rightly so. The dude is incredible. But his storytelling, for what little sequentials he's done, I mean, it was Space Mullet and, and um, Extremity and the, the, the book that the title, The Trucking Book. Which Ghost he didn't write. Ghost Fleet, which he didn't write, but Donny Cates wrote, yeah, wrote. Yeah, Donny Cates wrote that. So, but solo, Daniel Warren Johnson hasn't been a whole lot, and and to be this good of a storyteller, not having you know volumes of work under your belt, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I I, th- I think Daniel's wonderful. He's a, he's a, a a double threat. He's not only extremely formidable on the visuals, he could tell a damn story too. Mm-hmm. And, and this was just. Uh, uh, an, an amazing experience I loved every page of it, and i can't wait uh I didn't get my murder falcon yet I'm waiting to read that when I can actually turn the pages with my fingers
1: oh you got to yeah,
0: I need that on paper murder falcon I'm, is phenomenal i know i i have the the digital but i don't yep. wanna i don't wanna read it that way i wanna read it physically mm yep my yep yeah, my choice whatever
1: yeah
2: yo Did you read Shuri number one? Not yet. I have it queued up. I have not. (sighs) Come on, dog. Why didn't you say something? Because I read it like ten minutes before
1: we did the show. Oh. All right. Well, I'm not going to get into the details, but I will say that uh, it's um, Shuri number one, written by. And I I apologize if I'm getting your name wrong because it's Nettie. But it's N-N, which I've never seen before. N-N-E-D-I. So Nnedi Mm -hmm. Okorafor. Art uh, by, uh, because he inks himself, uh, Leonardo Romero and colors by Jordi Belair. But uh, I like this. This is, um, for those of you that are well-versed in the Black Panther universe in the comics, you know that Shuri was different in the comics traditionally than what we got in the movie. And I think we are all huge fans of the movie version where she's like the chief scientist. But in the comics, she was his sister and very able and smart, but she became the Black Panther and the ruler of Wakanda after he died. And uh, there was a decent run with her as the lead of the Black Panther book. Um, This is basically... Marvel's way of transitioning her from that version of herself to the movie version, but they do it a really great way, which is that they don't hide the fact that she was the Black Panther. In the very first page, we get a bit of a history of her, and it explains how she was, well, she is T'Challa's little sister, and so forth, and so on. And then she becomes Black Panther, and she becomes the leader of Wakanda, and then, um, and then she dies, and she is imbued with the wisdom of all of the other. Uh, elders of Wakanda and then is brought back and that is really why she's a super genius now because she's imbued with this knowledge of all these these past greats and uh, and it just is kind of a nice little like I, I suspect this is just their way of MacGuffin, MacGuffin-ing it you know like okay so that's why she is super scientist now and that is what she is in this book she is essentially uh, she's created a spaceship to send T'Challa and uh, manifold off into space and um uh, it's terrific. The, Romero's art is is awesome. It's it reminds me a lot of Somni, actually. Wow, um, that's high praise. Did you say well? Yeah, no, I, I thought you said what I wasn't sure if you were saying well because you disagreed, or no? Um, yeah, no, I I think it's 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 a relatively simple line, but it's it's expressive and it it's it's just it's perfect comics art, and I think the the characterization of Shuri and her excitement and her joie de vivre is evocative of what we got in the movie. Um, and it's resplendent with lots of cool tech that she has invented. And I just, I, I think it was great. I, I, I really did enjoy the book. I enjoyed the, the the, the visual choices of the, most of the pages are, are six panel grids, but, but every now and then they depart from that. I think it's just the right way. Um, and I thought it was a huge home run. I really did. And I have to say, It is we we in essence in this book unexpectedly get some explanation for what's going on with Black Panther proper, where in that book it's a space opera right now and they're off in another universe where the Wakandans essentially are a dominant uh, empire in space that control entire solar systems and there's a civil war going on led by uh a number of freedom fighters that evoke both by name and by look classic black panther characters like Ch- Ch- t'challa and zuri and the like uh and and uh mubaku and we get a sense in this book of the impetus for that um which i wasn't expecting so we're we're, ca- we're kind of getting um like a prequel or an explanation of what's happening in the black Panther book. So yeah, absolute. I thought grand slam. The only nit is that the cover is horrendous. (laughs) It's, it's essentially a photo. Yeah. With a very basic font and no background. And I think it's a terrible choice. It's terrible on its own, but it's extremely terrible relative to what you get inside the book, which is this Somni-esque line work that is not photorealistic in any way. And uh so it just it puzzles me why they chose that for the cover, but uh but uh minor knit cuz it's far more important what's going on inside the cover than than the cover itself. Right. Two things. Mm-hmm. I think
0: sending Black Panther into space was a great idea because I'm actually reading the book. Oh, okay. Nice. I'm enjoying it. Um I had very little concern for the character and or Wakanda previously, I mean, yes, he's important, decent character I just I, Black Panther is not a draw for me, so sending him into space with the art that is present in that book, yeah, yeah I'm liking it a lot um, and two, the prison was called 42 Thank, th- I knew
2: it. See, oh, no, I was gonna you. say oh, that, okay, cool. but I was I I thought it'd be silly. Alright. Yes. Cool. Yeah. <sighs> because it was a forty second idea
1: yet, yeah. Yep. Also uh hopefully a little nod to Douglas Adams.
2: Probably not.
0: <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. 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 It was my
2: boy.
0: Come on. <laughs> so silly. What else do we have? Yeah, what else? Well, I mean, can we t- talk about the two in one real quick? Yeah, of course. Because I finally got around to reading it. I mean, I know we started it, but I never finished it. The, at least, yeah, not, we started from the bottom, and uh, now we're here. At least, not the first volume, which collects Marvel Two in One number one to six. This thing is written by I mean, a Cliffhanger. Yeah, right. It's a little weird how it ends, but I know there's. I know there's more. Um, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Jim Chung. On some issues, and Valerio Schiti uh, on three, four, and five, John Dell with Walden Wong and Jim Chung, uh, Valerio Schiti and Walden Wong are inkers. Frank Martin was the color artist. Blah blah blah. I don't hate it. I I think I, th- <laughs> I that's high praise, right? I I think well, it's a
2: writer, sure.
0: No, I think I don't have a a, a problem with Zdarsky. Um, I haven't read a whole lot of what he's written, but I thought this is a really neat way to bring the Fantastic Four back. Well, i don't even I, know by the
2: end of the first book they're not, but
1: yeah.
0: But you right, you don't. That doesn't necessarily have to be
2: true. David's got baggage with this. I think no. I think I. I think I. I mean, I. I was surprised by how much. I enjoyed the, um, the 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 issues. It, it was I. I'm not. I'll, I'll let I'll let Vince finish.
0: I know. I, I think I think the 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 choices on who's included in this story are smart. The first issue features the Mole Man, and mm-hmm. and and Victor agreed. von von Doom. I think the characterization of Ben is smack dab on the money. Ben also agreed. Ben totally would lie to Johnny if Susie. Roundabout asked him to. I she, agree. Yeah, she she basically says, "Take care of my brother," and if taking care of my brother means you got to lie to him, then mm-hmm. lie to him. I mean, it, it rings true. I think the 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 alternate universe where Reed the Reed of that alternate universe is a total wreck because Von Doom got the one up on him and managed to beat Galactus at his own game by becoming Galactus was brilliant. I think the the Silver Surfer giving the power cosmic to Johnny to power the – to, in essence, be the sun of this earth is super smart because Doom has – well, Doom as Galactus has consumed everything. I just think it's a fun alternate timeline Fantastic Four story, and it, it works. Um, the only drawback that I see, I think um, – Valerio Shetty dropped the ball big time. If this was all Jim Chung, this would be a remarkable Fantastic Four story.
1: You know, it also would have taken two years. But. Yeah.
0: I agree. I agree. But I don't think Shetty's up to the Chung level. I mean, I don't mind Valerio's work, but when it's juxtaposed against Jim Chung, you're not going to look good. Not many people mm-hmm. would look good, right? Uh, Susie is in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think it's great that all the superheroes work for S.H.I.E.L.D. I like the romance between Jen and Wolverine, even though I could not care less about Wolverine. I think that's Mm -hmm. cute and fun. Um, I I just, there's really nothing about which to complain for this, for this title, other than the fact that I don't think the Shiti issues play well with the, uh, with the chung issues that's it the story is great and i had a lot of fun with this
1: that's, that's good i'm so glad to hear that that's
0: just my take on it if it takes 12 or 18 issues to get the fantastic four back and we eventually get the fantastic four back i'm i'm in, i mean i'm reading it oh,
1: i got
2: them back i mean what do you mean
1: fantastic four's back
2: <laughs> from where well, the dance, dude. We talked about Dan's, the first issue. Oh, right, right, dance. right.
0: Okay. Well, I'm not reading that. So. <laughs> oh, I'm saying he's.
1: I mean, they're back. That's what I'm saying.
2: Like, yeah, they're,
0: they're, I'm not. I'm right. not reading it. I'm not reading it. Okay. So well, it doesn't exist.
1: Well, it doesn't exist. It 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 does to a good chunk of our audience. It does, but, but I'm just
0: gonna pretend that it doesn't exist okay. because I didn't. I I read that first issue and it wasn't. It wasn't. It happened. Right. It didn't. It didn't right. make my 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 eyes bleed and my taste buds not salivate but this this does both this this makes my eyes happy most of it um even this the, the the shitty issues are are they're good if there was no jim chung they'd be fine right um hercules is in here you got yep. the mad the mad thinker i mean it's yep. it's like a who's who up to the issue six i don't know what comes later but doom is is in character um and there's a there's a, a, an altruistic twist to his actions, which is great. Um, Emma does something very heroic, which I did not see coming because it's Emma. And uh, I just, ah, what more can I say? I thought it was great. I liked it a lot. Uh, I did not like the uh, production on this trade. The cover stock is terrible. Mm. It's too thin. And for six issues, the cover price on this thing is seventeen ninety nine, which is not horrible. But I got it for half price because I know where to go, dcbservice.com. dot com. But um, I, I think the the cover stock needs to be a little thicker because mm-hmm. it, it it warps. When your cover stock warps, it's too damn thin. What's next? Is that a Marvel thing now? I don't know, but I'm just guessing. What's next? Self covers for trades too. Like, yeah. I, you, please, you're asking us to spend a little bit more on the trade. At least give us a cover that's not going to warp, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. But I got a th- uh, yeah. two thumbs up for this.
2: That's great. I, I don't think I'm a fan of Walden Wong over Jim Chung. I like. I like Morales. I like Vines. I I know who Wong tends to ink, and I I think over Art Adams or maybe even McGinnis, that things like that might work. But for some reason, I I was losing something on that sixth issue. Um, but I thought the the story that the first six issues told. Um, you know listen i i i feel for ben it's and that's that you know it it's it's easy for me to feel sorry for ben so it's not like it's that that's mot and all that right and, and it's just it's i just i i think darcy has a um I think he handles Ben well. I, um, if I recall correctly, the
1: last time we talked about two and one, you had an issue with. Um, I think
2: it was the second or third. The
1: issue, Reed yeah, the Reed being silly with the practical jokes and the, and the yes. flashbacks and right. And uh, I thought that was cute. You didn't. You thought it was not what Reed would be like.
0: Well, Reed wouldn't but, have done it on his own. It was Ben that pushed him to do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was. I think it speaks more to the friendship of Ben and Reed than it does to the silliness of Reed. Yeah.
2: Hey, however, however, you need to justify it. It's cool. I'm not. You know. it It's it's. it's that hates Chip Zdarsky. Basically, is what it comes down to. I don't I know. Think, if, I don't know if hates the I, right no, word. Hates, hate, no, hates the, the wrong word. word. Actually, no. I mean, you actually have to care or think about something to to, to feel he's hate like, towards it, but. It's like Trump wow. and then Zdarsky. I think it's like wow, that's pretty. That's see, pretty bad. No, Holy mackerel! No, see, I think it's it's coolest, cooler guy, Trump, and Zdarsky's not oh, exactly. Oh, that's a, a cooler guy. Yeah, it, yeah. He's. I don't. don't Had huh? I, I to bring that up. I. I don't think I have to. Listen. I just you know mm-hmm. the only time the only time I, I I think of Zdarsky is when I see his name on 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 a solicit. Other than that, I don't. You know, he's not. I I know. I know we know people personally who thinks. He's he's you know funnier than if uh, Jerry Lewis and Stephen Wright had a child. But it's one of those things where it's I I can't you pick
1: those two people because <laughs> Jerry Lewis and Stephen Wright merged together would be a very unfunny
2: person. That's the story for another day. <laughs> it's just I I just it's listen I I'm glad he writes books people enjoy. Is um, Jerry
1: Lewis ever funny?
2: Like real question? Yes. 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 Absolutely. One hundred percent. was. So so
1: you guys will have to educate me on that, because we will. Uh, <laughs> now I'm hearing it in my head. Now it's
0: a big wild, but I yes, wouldn't want to paint know. it, Oy, lady. I know, I
1: know. Oh my god! I just want to throw up right now. <laughs> so yeah, um, Come on, no, I funny.
2: I would I I'll 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 co-sign the Marvel Two in one. It wasn't. Um, yeah. It, in the- it ended. It it, it 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 was it was a it ended, it reminded me of a it, it reminded me of a fantastic four story it reminded me of a, of a story that you know you you'd read it in an annual that was it was a um it was it was a big multiverse type story and mm-hmm. um you know it it's where we're, we and when i say if i like an annual story is because we're the status quo doesn't change as far as this particular series. The status quo didn't change by the end of, of the sixth issue, by the end of the trade. You're in the same place you were when you started. So, uh, And yeah, there was the whole, you know, what what that read says to Ben um, definitely makes you want to get the, um, the next trade in this case. Uh, I don't know if the next trade includes... The annual, because the annual did come in between issue six and seven, as far as um, the publishing schedule. But um, I will, I, I have, I have the issues in Comixology, so I will, I will at least finish this, so I can see how we got to um, slots Fantastic Four. But uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll co-sign the Marvel to one with you guys. No problem. You okay. Didn't,
0: you didn't read to issue six?
2: Not initially. I read it. I read it to issue six for you for tonight. Oh, you you did read it though. Yes. Well, how yeah, about that's why, I, that, that, that's why I said that 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 I wasn't a fan of of Walden Wong on on. Jump. But,
0: yeah, but how about Emma giving birth to the entire universe again?
2: That's exactly awesome. that was that was that was a cool shot. Yeah, that was, that a was really amazing cool shot. It was, and it and was um,
0: that's that's what I love about Fantastic Four stories are those little those little nuggets of like extreme complexity and it's just like it's a basically an offhand thing at the end it's it, the, the series was not focusing on emma or her giving birth to the universe it was just a byproduct of the end of the this arc but i mean wow that's that's freaking deep i want to go back to this universe now to see how yeah, it was remade
2: and, you know and you have and and that johnny storm turning Norrin back into the surface so he could go be with the woman who right who, who mm-hmm. care of. it was it was it was it definitely it ended on as 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 dreary as it might be because of the conversations between ben and reed it um it definitely at least for that universe it ended on on a very happy note
1: right
0: Yep. and susie was uh quite fetching in her shield uniform
1: dap i gotta tell you because i know it's going to surprise them folks Loving action
2: comics. Right? <gasps> you I live and breathe.
1: Right? You got to stop. stop
0: quoting <laughs> At- The Beast. That's two episodes At- in a row you quoted The Beast.
2: Why? When did I say all my stars and guards?
0: Last episode when he said... He, really? Yeah, when he said uh, that he watched and enjoyed the first episode of Doctor Who. Oh,
2: oh yes. Nice. Okay. Um,
1: but, but uh, I'll, I'll yeah, I, I got to say, I, I think that... Uh, you know as the as the guy who doesn't read a ton of superman on the on the show um i i'm really enjoying the idea of bendis focusing on clark a yeah. lot it, it it's it's um i have no idea if this has been done many times before it probably has but but for me this feels fresh and it focuses on the aspects of the character that um are new ish to me because I haven't read a lot of Clark esque stories. Uh, I think Yannick Paquette's art is terrific. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, I have i don't know. I'm a, I, I've am read one, oh, 1001, 2, and 3. I don't know if there's fours out yet, but. but
2: uh, I think next week because. Or the week after because Superman came out this week. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Yes, yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's been great got a little batman action got a little got a little uh y- you know i i took issue when we talked about the uh the whole Bendis thing at first i i didn't like that he sent lois and and their son off into space with uh was it was it uh was it jor-el that he sent? Him off? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah um i didn't like that uh, they did that because it just felt like a um, um, like a MacGuffin, just to just to get get rid of those characters because Bendis didn't want to deal with them, and I owe him an apology because clearly that wasn't the case. Lois is back in the book already, and that pleases me. So um, I think Paquette draws a quite a, a fetching lady, which you already knew, but he also I think draws a pretty cool Superman. Um, yeah, no, I, I I'm totally, absolutely on board for action right now. I think it's so far so so great.
2: Nice. yeah the the uh the paquette has a tendency it's not it's not throughout and it's it's not as as a as a fine or curved or or a um subtle line but but there's a lot of uh kevin nolan in in paquette mm-hmm. and 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 that's that that's not a slight it's 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 um it's meant to be a compliment, but he but he makes it its own. It's not like it's 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 not like he's Brian Hitch channeling Alan Davis. It's just yeah. it's, you can still tell it's Paquette, but there are some some nods to uh, to Kevin Nolan. Um, I like what's I'm enjoying action, and I might be enjoying action more than I am Superman, and the reason why is probably the most strangest reason. And that is that when I think of the artist on Superman, who of course is, uh, Yvonne Weiss, the, when I think of his work, I think of Green Lantern. I think of huge summer popcorn blockbuster type mm-hmm. stories. And, and I, I would, I would think that I would feel that reading a Superman story where he's taking on a character like Robo and, and, and the Phantom Zone is, is, has leaked out and has swallowed the earth. And, and there's, this is a really heavy situation. Um, but for some reason, Bendis' story or the words don't really match up with the art. And, and mm-hmm. I'm feeling, I, I, I'm digging the story, but, but there's a disconnect there and, and no, I'm right there with you. I I think with, with, with heist,
1: I, I don't know how to say this without coming off insulting, but he's an excellent artist, but he just feels nineties to me. It just, it just feels like hyper muscular, Mm -hmm. hyper angular. And that's fine. Like I've praised pieces art over the years, but it just feels. And then you, and then you, I think it's, his art style with the fact that Rogozar, to me, is a 90s villain. Like he's this larger than life, overpowered, Lobo esque, extreme, like villain. It just it it just feels like I'm I'm it, it feels like you guys challenged me to dig out 90s Superman comics <laughs> from a long box to read. Versus it, it just feels like Bendis with that book, it feels like he's he's going back to a period in comics that none of us are really clamoring to go back to. Whereas with, with action, it, it, it feels as promised that it's, it's more about Clark. And I think Clark is charming and the wink, wink narrative of, of, of Clark being this six foot six, 275 pound chiseled dude who happens to be a goofy reporter. Like there's, 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 there's a wit to that. There's a, there's a there's a, a, a cleverness to that whole conceit. I just I don't know. I'm I'm just enjoying it. I have to ask you though, as someone who's read a ton more of Superman, what do you what do you think's going on with Lois? Like wh- like why did why is she back on Earth? Why is she hiding from Clark? Why is she, what what is she writing? And and why is she meeting with Lex?
2: Well, it's the um, the meeting with Lex is. It's completely unexpected because he just showed up at the hotel, and, and and I'm presuming then that we're not we're supposed to
1: forget that Lex is currently the the biggest bad in the DC universe and Justice League. See,
2: that's the thing because even though while well, that's happening, and Superman, Cal is still one hoping that John and Lois are safe with his father. So, so these stories are obviously happening, it, it, not concurrently that right. so so um i don't know how many hours in the day the superman story is taking place but Lex is obviously straight supervillain again in, in justice league in justice league yeah um complete with the purple and yeah green armor um i i think i think john may still be with with jor-el um the whatever lois is doing um i don't i that that's one thing i appreciate when it comes to bendis times is is that he 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 loves dangling that mystery and and so while we're we're focusing on on superman dealing with the grocery list goon squad it it's we have uh we have su- we 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 have this little subplot with lois and Clark knows that she's back, but we don't have whatever conversations they may have had. We we haven't been privy to, so we're not we're we're still in the dark for some things. But I don't. I'm not angry about that. I don't feel like I'm being let on, or or just I. I'm letting I'm letting Bendis tell a story he wants to tell, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm doing that with Superman too. It's just there's there's I as much as I am. Enjoying Superman for the story, I'm enjoying action that much more because it's it feels more of a complete package. And and you mentioned you mentioned the '90s, and you you mentioned how much you're enjoying action, but there are parts of action, especially at the Daily Planet, especially when when Clark is dealing with with Perry and Jimmy and the other reporters, that that reminds me of the late Bronze Age. Early '80s stuff, where mm-hmm. um, you you would have Lombard and or 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 uh, Morgan at at the the radio at at the TV station, and and Cat Grant would show up. There were just there were you, you got a lot more of the um, of the supporting cast back then. Not and and then Bird came along, and and you really we 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 got a lot of Maggie Sawyer. We got some Lois, but we didn't we didn't really get into the daily lives of of the reporters, which bendis seems to to be doing with with action again it's just it's there's it's it's a new it's a current comic but some of the ideas bendis is rolling with um or concepts may not necessarily be new it's just it's so i i I like the um the little bit of column a column b column c that that he's Mm. got going on here uh i i i don't know i i i Part of me thinks that whatever Lex wants to tell Lois will either read about off-panel, or she'll mention it to Clark nonchalantly. It, it, it's, it, it, I'm hoping that this last page isn't just something that we'll get. We'll we'll find out about third pers third party uh, in the next issue. As if like it, it we're just gonna go right into whatever. Whatever Superman's going to do for 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 the start of that issue, and then we'll find out what Lois and Lex may have talked about at the end mm-hmm. of the next issue. It, it it There's a but the fact that I'm I'm curious about it or I want to know is is part of the reason why I keep coming back is, is because I I I know uh, we're we're not going to talk numbers or anything like that, but I'm not I I'm not um, I'm not upset at what at what Bendis is doing with the character right now. So I mean, I I just I'm I'm happy to be, and still be um, mm-hmm. excited about a Superman book, two Superman books. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that cool. The yeah, character. there you go. There you go.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a pregnant sigh, Vince.
0: Was it pregnant? It was. What are we going to name it? Uh, Zippy. Let's name Keisha. It Zippy. Okay, Keisha. How do you know it's going to be a girl?
2: You, why are you, I mean, why are you, mean, you sound assuming it's, it's gender? It's a boy. All um, right,
0: everybody. Hey, you want to huh. drive this one home? Wow. Well, we got our in your travels. We, we have plenty to talk sure. about. If you would like to uh, save your money when you're buying your comics, there's really only one place to go, and that's Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Get this. Dark Days, Road to Metal, and Dark Knight's Metal are both $19.99. Put them together. They're $9.99 a piece. You'll pay 20 bucks for the both of them, and that's close – probably more than 500 pages of comics. From Marvel, Deadpool, Scotty Young, Trade Paperback, Volume One, Merkin Hard for Money is only eight ninety-nine. That's fifty percent off. And Hackslash versus Chaos Number one, Dollar 99. In your travels, you people. I talked about this first issue a while back. The second came out. It is produced by Waxwork Records. It is the House of Waxwork. And it is a horror anthology. Oh, my God. Big surprise, right? Mm-hmm. But the um, the director is back, and he ushers us into two stories, the first of which is written by Donnie Cates. What up? Pencils and Inks by Marty Davis. Letters by Rachel Deering. It is called The Nowhere Wolf. And... um Again, in this issue, you have faux movie posters by Mark Schoenbach. And um, this one is no exception. There's a Nowhere Wolf poster that leads you into the story as if this was an actual movie from the, uh, well, the Nowhere Wolf looks like late 70s, early 80s. He's a real Nowhere Wolf. Right? Uh, the dude, is, his name is Conrad Call. And he's a shyster in his uh like a grifter? No, he's a professional purveyor and cultivator of mysterious attractions and occult oddities. What he does is he sells cons to con men. If you got a circus or a sideshow or a traveling act you need a Fiji mermaid for, he'll get it for you. He'll he'll throw something together, he sells cons to the people that perpetuate them. In this case, he gets a a letter from one Elias Percival, proprietor of the Circus of Delights. And he brings him in and he says, um, I'm looking for something. I'm looking for the nowhere wolf. And Mr. Uh, call's like, what, what is it, what, nowhere wolf? He's like, yep, the nowhere wolf. He goes, I'm a hunter. And me and my son were hunting one night for the uh the bog panther the southern bog panther and we're out there in the middle of the night because that's the only time these things come out and we're we're on the trail of it and we start seeing body parts of the bog panther pop up like here's a head and as we follow the trail here's a a leg in in another part of the bog panther and wouldn't you know it um, we run into the thing that took out the bog panther and it was A giant translucent werewolf what's more scary than a giant werewolf a giant invisible werewolf and the Mm -hmm. double page spread where they show this thing it's brilliant it's invisible so the only parts you see are those that are covered in something other than the creature in this case blood so you see the maw of this giant werewolf and it's it's covered in blood then the 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 snout is all blood the teeth and it's juxtaposed against this dark forest it's amazing and i'm not going to put this image in the gallery accompanying this episode because i want you to go out and buy this friggin issue nice yeah so as he's talking as uh elias is is talking to mr call there's he's in there in a room and there's a giant cage in the background and the cage door. ask who wants to walk with Elias? The cage door <laughs> open and there's nothing in the cage. And the conversation proceeds and he's like, well, I don't want to reveal the O. Henry ending, but let's just say that there's a twist to this story. Uh, as with the second story called Time Capsule, which is written by Remy Sharkey with pencils and inks by Christian Dabari. Colors by Mike Spicer. Um, it It's a post-apocalyptic thing. Every hundred years, Bill's Comet comes by. And to commemorate the event, um, there was a time capsule buried. And they dug it up, and they opened it up in front of all the teeming hordes of people. And a very green, very noxious gas permeates the area and turns everyone into zombies. Red-eyed, pasty-faced, droopy-skinned zombies. And uh, Frank, the fireman, or sorry, Fireman James, thinks it's terrorists. This has to be the work of terrorists. I gotta get my ass out of here. So he starts chopping up people with his trusty fireman axe and makes his way to a gun shop because when there's hordes of zombies around, what do you need? You need ammo, right? So he he breaks the door down of the gun shop, and who's in there but the gun shop owner's daughter, Linda. And eventually, James and Linda make their way out of the gun shop, and they destroy many, many zombies with their guns. And the thought comes to them, hey, that, that big brain, Dr. Zane... He may know what's going on. Let's go to Dr. Zane's place and see if he knows what's up. They get to Dr. Zane's place and Dr. Zane is a slavering um, zombie and they kill him. But there's a twist. And I'm not going to tell you again, but the comet is not benevolent. And both uh, James and Linda die. But there is another twist at the end, and it's awesome. If you like the horror comics, especially ones uh, in the EC tradition, which uh, the stories are prefaced by the horror host talking their game, leading you in, this is money in the bank. There are two versions of this comic, though. You can get the regular print version for three ninety nine, or you can go to waxworkcomics.com comics.com and order a version that actually comes with a record, a vinyl record, a soundtrack, if you will, for each issue. It's well worth the money. Either way, 399 for the comic or whatever it is for the version with the record, you cannot do wrong with this, especially if you like horror comics. House of Wax work number two.: Great nice. I love it.
2: I love you, loving it. Love you, love you, baby. I have no idea what the hell happened to the book I had <laughs> here to write, to talk about in your travels. It's been on my list for the longest. Um,
1: oh, for the longest time. Oh, I'll boy. listen
2: to you playing some Billy Joel, Who You right? Hate. Who you hate. Uh, right? You. I mean, I don't yes. love the guy, but I don't understand how you can hate Billy Joel. I know,
0: seriously. I just... You're hating my heart. The Stranger's a classic. There's not a bad song on that album. Just saying.
1: I don't disagree. Old as AF.
0: (sighs) Old does not necessarily equate bad. No, I'm just
1: saying you're old as AF.
0: Oh, I am. This is very true. But I know good music when I hear it. Right. No doubt.
2: Um, Chaka Khan. <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from?
0: I don't know, but I love it. Check a con awesome. You know Prince wrote uh, that song. I feel for you. I think yeah. I love you. You know that, right? Say what? Prince wrote that. That's a Prince
1: song. Uh, I did. I think I knew it, but I forgot it.
0: Well, there you go. Nice.
2: Um. Some bitch. I. I'm going to say in your. Oh wow. We, we we really did talk about everything that I, I was positive about already tonight this week. Um, Damn, read some more comics, bro. Seriously, bro. Uh, that that's that's in your travels. Read some more. Actually, uh, make sure you have uh, in your possession this month's book of the month winner, uh, which we will talk about later this month. Um, but, uh, the winner, the October book of the month is DuckTales volume one treasure trove. Yes. Um, so make sure you got it. Um, when the time comes, I am just going to say in your travels, then. Wow. I uh... really though. Savage dragon. Because I'm Oof. I'm 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 current. I read the last two issues. It's not for everybody. If you are um, not an adult, do not read Savage yes. Dragon. You read two thirty nine. Yes.
0: Oh Jesus! Uh, He's unhinged. I haven't. All right.
2: He, he, yes, dude. It's file, It's it. just it's it's basically <laughs> everything that we've been we've been concerned about that we've uh, we 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 knew. Um, you know, actions have consequences. It, it's just it, 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 Eric is is very wise, and and just trust him. And there are things that have been happening in the book where you're just like, dudes, just taking piss, and and he is having you know just the time of his life, and and that <laughs> cares not one whit. He has zero fucks to give. Yeah. But uh, she catches up with you. You you have to realize um, what you've done and and who you may be hurting and uh 239 ended kind of heavy um but uh in in a hopefully in a positive way just um yeah i uh i i i apparently i missed 238 And, and as i'm reading 239 i'm like i there's a lot of times where the an issue will end and you'll just be smack dab in the middle of something for for this text for the following issue, and and you know you just fill in the lines because yeah you're you're reading enough of it and 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 you don't need to be you don't need every single dot to connect to 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 know that this is the natural progression of a story. But there were things here that I was just like I don't I I miss that. I mean there are conversations Dragon will have with Mac, Malcolm will have with Maxine or with Angel and and or Kevin. And you're like, no, I, I remember that a couple of issues ago. That that that's fine. That that's that's a normal conversation these people would have. But there were references made and and photos were shown, and I was just like, that I none of this is ringing a bell. And sure enough, I had missed two thirty eight. And reading them both back to back, or front to front, or three ways, it it was just it was a it's it was a lot to take in. I wasn't the only one taking in a lot, but there was there the, there was quite a bit going on. And uh and and yeah, there's um shoes are dropping, but it's um Yeah. It's it's well worth your time. Still, i um, I mean I uh, it's yeah, the read Savage Dragon.
0: For the love of God, Maxine, wear panties. Yes.
1: <laughs> Dirty girl. I love her so much. Of
2: course
1: <laughs> What you got? In your travels, in honor of it being October and ever so close to the Halloweens, from DC Comics, their latest 80-page giant Cursed Comics Cavalcade.
2: Yes, I have it. I haven't read it yet.
1: Edited by Alex Antone and Dave Wildgoes, with not one, not two, not three, not four, count them, ten DC-themed horror stories. And like all anthologies... It is a mixed bag, but this is definitely in the camp of a lot more good than bad. Um, you have creators, including, but not limited to Tim Seeley and Kyle Holtz who do a swamp thing story. Of course, Gary Dauberman and Ricardo Federici, who do a a pretty dope little short Batman story, which was hella, hella twisted. Um, Vita Ayala and Victor Ibanez, who do a Wonder Woman story, and I very much like that one. Um, big fan of it. Basically, Wonder Woman faces off against a uh, a harpy or a siren, um, which is pretty dope. Um, Vince's favorite guy, Gardner, is in a story by written by Kenny Porter with art by the incomparable Riley Rosmo. So you know that's all, gooch. Or guys, uh guy's vacation is cut short. Um, Our good friends Gabriel Hardman and Karina Becko are back at it together in a story featuring the demon. Uh, There is a a quirky story which was evocative of the Alan Moore story. Um, The name's escaped me. The one where where Superman is um, dreaming because he's got that the for plant, for the man who has everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's evocative of that, so it felt a little, little derivative to me, but um, written by Mags Visaggio with art by Minkyu Jung, who I was not familiar with until this. Uh, there is a Green Arrow story by Michael Morici and Felipe Watanabe um, and Jonas Trindad on inks. There's a Black Lightning and Katana story written by Brian Hill with art by Dexter Soy. There is a strange team up by Robin and Solomon Grundy uh, written by the co-editor Dave Walgos with art by Christian Deuce. And last but not least a Zaytana story written by James Tinian with pencils by Mark Buckingham and inks by Andrew Pepoy. So Vince, as a fellow fables fan, you can imagine how great that story looked, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, I mean, um, your mileage probably will vary with each story because some are like straight gore horror. Some are psychological, some are, um, almost campy and silly you know, that's, it's a anthology. So each one is, is a totally different vibe, but, uh, but this is a, a perfect little, little addendum to your pile for Halloween month.
2: I think it's, uh, it's great that, um, Jamie Alexander showed up in, uh, the Batman story. Looking straight out of Blindspot.
1: See, I don't watch Blindspot, so I didn't make that connection. But, but uh, Federici is a bit of a photorealistic artist, so that's probably valid.
0: Jesus, this Swamp Thing story—holy mackerel!
1: Dude, Kyle looks great. Oh, he always yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, he really looks great. That's one of the that's one of the triumphs of the of the book.
2: They start off with that and-
1: with that Swamp Thing story.
2: Riley Scott Gardner looks pretty legit too. It does, and and
1: Gabe and Karina's demon story is great.
2: Well, come on, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Those and the uh, Wonder Woman were my all those four were my favorites. So it's a lot of fun, man. It's it's just it's just a blast. I I love these little thematic um anthologies that DC puts out fairly regularly. I feel like they, they do it every couple of months.
0: Look at this Riley stuff. I really? ha- I hate him. Yep, I, lo- yep. I love him, but I hate him so much. Because yep. he's so freaking good. Yep. He is. Ooh, Gabe's demon's amazing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to need a physical copy of this. Yep. Sweet. All right, thanks for pushing this under my nose. Mm-hmm. Hi, Clark. all right everybody hey thank you for being here with us once again as usual we will be back very soon maybe sunday yeah maybe sunday uh in the meantime jump on the facebooks with us come to our 11 o'clock comics group we're on the twitters um the patreon thing is is kicking patreon.com forward slash one one o c o m i c s and in the meantime say good night What's that? What? Say night, what? Say night, David.
2: Goodnight. Mm-hmm. David.
0: Impeccable as usual. All right, All right. people. Hold well on. Yes, we'll be back. We'll be waiting for you. You be here. See ya. So long. Very
2: well.